What's up, Chick Foley fam? We are here starting the uh, the new century of Chick Foley Show episodes of episode 101. November's here, and uh, since it's been such a quiet week in world events with nothing really going on, we figured we'd catch you guys up on what's happening in the world of pro wrestling. Sheena, welcome everybody to the show. What's going on, people? What up, Oos? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Marco, how's things going in Massachusetts? Uh, it's going good. Everyone's just falling in line over here. Like uh, like the you know, the tribal chief has has put us all in line. So yep. <laughs> that's what yep. we're doing on these parts. All right. So we celebrated our hundredth episode last week. So now time to kick off one hundred and one and go from there. Sheena, tell me where they can find you on social media. So you can find myself uh, at Chick Foley on Instagram, and then you can follow Marco, given all the the Twitter updates over on the the twi- Twitter machine <laughs> at uh, at Chick Foley Show. All right, and then we also have, uh, for our premium Foley fan members, we have the Patreon page at chickfoleyshow.com. A uh, bunch of bonus content on there. Uh, the biggest thing is you get access to our private Facebook group for $1 a month or 10 bucks a year if you want to go ahead and pay for the next 12 months. It's a really awesome figure hunting group. Uh, the guys have been crushing it, coming up with the Decade of Domination figures, yeah. lots of the Collector's Edition Undertaker showing up, in addition to everything else, you know, NECA figures, Funko some, Pops. Some Chase Unrivaled figures have been popping up in the group, yeah, too. Yeah, we've actually had people finding the Chase Jericho, so a lot of good stuff, and it's an easy way to, to kind of save your mileage, save your time on figure hunting. You just post up there what you're looking for, and nine times out of ten, Somebody will come through with the figures that you need. It's best figure community on, on the internet. Additionally, for the uh, bonus content, we're about to start rolling out a new uh, feature called Figure Friday. So every Friday, uh, me and Sheena, or sometimes it'll be us rolling solo, sometimes together. But we'll uh, have a, a quick video, you know, five to ten minutes. And it's either going to be an unboxing of something new, or we'll take an old figure from years gone by and just kind of do a detailed look at it. We'll do some comparison shots with other figures of that wrestler and some just different stuff. So we're going to be rolling that out this week, starting off with the AEW Jericho and AEW Brandy figures. So we're going to unbox those, show them off. We'll compare them to um, some of Jericho's WWE elites and some of the female WWE elite figures. So you can see what AEW's take on female wrestlers is compared to Mattel's. And uh, it's going to be good stuff. So give us your feedback on that. Let us know how you like it and what you want to see, and we will make it happen for you. Um, Sheena, talk about the Halloween costume contest we had last week. Yeah, so we um, we called out all people on Instagram to share their Halloween con- uh, their Halloween costumes with us. Uh, let us tag us. Let us see it. What you got going on? Any wrestling related costumes? We were we were so into. We reposted a lot of them on the stories, um, and we were giving away a Kane and Pete Dunn figure to to the winners. We were choosing one category from adults and then another uh, a winner from the kids category. So we're going to announce those winners now. The winner of the Pete Dunn Elite is at the call-up, our buddy Kenny Dinkins. He dressed up as Bray Wyatt in the funhouse. He did have the the lantern. Looked so damn good. Um, so, yeah, Kenny, congrats on winning the Pete Dunn figure in four-hour Kane, uh, it was at Sammy2099, him and his little guy dressed up as the bar, and they looked just fantastic. So congrats, guys, and we'll be hitting you guys up to get your details and get those figures sent out to you. Marco, how was Halloween for you guys? Um, it was it was um, it was pretty decent. We uh not sure if you've seen our pictures. We had a we always do like a family costume. Uh so we did uh Shits Creek. Uh that was pretty cool. 
I feel so like good. I'm the only person in the whole world that has not watched Shit's Creek. I oh, like so I, I saw the hashtags on your costume and I was like, because uh, I didn't know what it was at first. And I was really kind of surprised because I'm usually pretty good at picking up on those things. But I feel yeah. like everybody had a Shit's Creek costume this this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had, that was like the go to costume. So sure you have enough people to do it. You have to. Yeah, they get it done. But uh, yeah, a lot of people really like that. So that was pretty awesome. Other than that, not much trick or treating. Uh, we had a couple of neighbors like drop um, bags of like candy off to the mm-hmm. house as opposed to actually just going to the house, which is kind of odd. But um, it's COVID. It's COVID Halloween. So that's expected. Um, but other than that, it wasn't too bad. We uh, It was pretty cold that night, too. So we didn't stay out too long. We just went to a few houses and that was pretty much it. Turned around, went back home and spent the rest of the night in. How'd you yeah, guys? It was, it was nice over here. Brett's, uh, it was Brett's first time trick or treating. You know, we handed out candy last year. We, I went home um, to my mom's house and we handed out candy and it was so cold, um, in Kentucky last year that I didn't get him out and about to get candy. So this was his first year actually trick or treating and he was so into it. Like I didn't know how he would, you know, be, if he would be shy going up to the doors or whatever. But what was really cool is that most people had like the candy shoots. I don't know if you saw them on like Facebook and Instagram, people having like candy shoots set up so it could could be like safely distanced. So they would like put the candy down the chute and like, you know, Brett would catch it in his bucket. And it was so, it was so awesome. It definitely didn't have like, you know, in years past, like there's just so many kids out trick or treating and, you know, it was just like the streets are packed. It definitely didn't have that vibe to it. We saw, we saw several families out and about and several families were handing out candy, but it just felt a little bit off, but it was, it was awesome for Brett and Stella. They, they both loved it and they both looked amazing in their costumes. They were Jack and Sally, um, from the nightmare before Christmas, or I guess you could say they were Johnny Gargano and, um, Candice LeRae, if you want to go that route from Halloween Havoc. They, they, had, a, they had the same costumes. But yeah, they had fun. Um, obviously, Brett was stoked to get so much candy and we're like parceling it out, you know, throughout the throughout the week. Now he's just like, Brett wants a piece of candy, please. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're dealing with that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of, uh, you, it was almost like a highly concentrated version of trick-or-treating because it was really only the, the traditional like good houses were the ones that uh, did it. You know, a lot of the places where you'd probably get like a pack of Nourlators or, you know, God forbid, some candy corn. Those <laughs> guys pretty much sat out Halloween, you know, no decorations to light on the porch. So it was really just the hardcore Halloween lovers that were participating in the trick or treating. So that meant the kids, you know, they made a big deal out of it anytime the kids came up to get some candy and, and the kids got loaded up. They were getting it by the fistfuls. So mm-hmm. they, they definitely had a high um, candy per house ratio going. So I think it was a pretty efficient uh, trick or treating for their first time out. And it was definitely yeah, a special memory for us. Um, speaking of special memories, Sheena, tell us about the, uh, official kickoff for the Chick-fil-A show toy drive for this year. Yeah. So we kicked off our toy drive. Um, all of the details are posted on our social media. So they're in our, our, Facebook group for our Foley fam. They're on the Instagram page. So we posted up our PO box address. If you want to send donations, like you want to actually send toys. Um, and we posted up our PayPal address. If you just want to send, uh, monetary contributions and let Seth and I do the shopping. So we're excited to get out and shop for that. We've already got so many donations rolling in. You guys are so wonderful and so many people have committed to contributing. So it's going to be such an awesome year this year. Um, we actually just, uh, Sal in our Facebook group, Sal Gareca, he, uh, raffled away a legends eight warrior. And so many of our guys contributed. It was so awesome. And we have a winner for that. So we did the drawing tonight and the winner is one second. Let me get my, uh, fancy sound machine going. Here we go. Rob 
Robert Carey. So Robert, congrats on winning the Legends 8 Warrior. That's so freaking awesome. And thank you so much, Sal, for putting that figure up for raffling. Um, 100% of the contributions are going to the toy drive. And guys, we want to make this our biggest, best toy drive ever. It's only our second one. But again, so many families are in need this year. It's been a crazy year for so many. Um, and we just want to impact as many families as we can. So we're accepting all toys, all books. The only things that aren't um, accepted by Toys for Tots are any realistic looking weapons or like edible, like food, candy, that kind of stuff. So anything other than that is good to go. So you can ship it to our PO box or um, again, just send, send donations and we will do the shopping for you. And just check out the Instagram feed. We'll be posting it in the story on the daily, uh, a link to get the details for the shipping address and, and PayPal and all that stuff. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. Just chip in. Like I said, we did a great job last year and we're really trying to double um, what we did in 2019 to, to just provide, you know, a nice little boost for, for the Christmas spirit for all the, uh, the extended Foley fam sure. out there. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com still got a lot of awesome designs up there. If you're looking to get a little stocking stuffer for the wrestling fan or the, the Chick Foley show fan in your life, hit up Pro Wrestling Tees. We've got plenty of different designs. Um, the cool thing about Pro Wrestling Tees is you have multiple different styles of shirt that you can get any of the graphics you want printed on. So, so check that out. And then also uh, RingsideCollectibles.com, um, our good friends there. Make sure you use code Chick Foley anytime you order figures. We're going to go into detail a little bit later on. Ringside Fest at Home was off to an amazing start today and uh, just a lot of amazing figures. So more to discuss on that later on. Um, also for our giveaway this week for the show, we're going to make it easy. It's going to be, uh, one we've done in the past, basically just send a screenshot to Sheena's Instagram account, or you can send to Marco on Twitter of yourself listening to the chick Foley show. So that's all you got to do. Literally some of you already doing, and you get a chance to win a free figure. We're going to be giving away an elite 75 Kalisto. If you guys remember, this was the one that came with the, uh, the Lucha house party shirt and the pinata really cool figure. Um, and yeah, all you got to do is fire up a screenshot and, you have a chance to win. Um, last week, you know, we wanted to give a shout out to our international listeners. Um, going on SoundCloud, looking at the stats, we actually had listeners in, in addition to Canada and the UK, where we always have a very big following. Shout out to the Chick Foley fam there. We also had listeners out of Indonesia, Portugal, Germany, and Austria. So if you're part of the Chick Foley show worldwide, you know, hit us up. You know, we want to know the, who you are. Yeah, slide in the Sheena's DMs on Instagram or shoot a uh, shoot an email to chickfoleyshow at gmail.com because yeah, we want to know where you, we want to talk to you and you know find out a little bit about what the pro wrestling scene's like in those countries. So if you're one of those people worldwide that's listening to this, uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to to talk about you on the show. So uh, that's all our housekeeping notes out of the way. Let's move. Inside the Squared Circle with Chicks Top 6. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chalkline. Lots of amazing stuff dropping from them. They have plenty of options on their website right now. So again, it's it's holiday season. So if you need to do some shopping, if you got somebody who's into uh, you know awesome jackets or cool shorts, hit up Chalkline.com and make a purchase because it would be the perfect gift. So story number six. Pack is back. First off, how do you guys say it? Because I'd always I been say, saying it, Pac. I say Pac. Yeah, I say Pac, like, you know, I'm a kid of the 90s. I'm used to Tupac and X-Pac and stuff. Yeah. But they seem like they were calling him Pac on the uh, the on AEW the other night. So, Marco, what's your take on it? Um, <clears throat> I was actually surprised to see a return. Um, I, to- I actually totally forgot he, like, he was gone for a while. Um, no, I kind of forgot about him. Is that really bad? Like, I just totally no. forgot. Cause I did too. <laughs> well, they had that, um, when he, he was, uh, teamed up with the, the Lucha bros and they were the death triangle, remember? And then I just, that yeah. just, he, kinda, he got he injured. lost his bros to the, uh, to Eddie Kingston. He's kind of took his team mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited to see him return. Obviously he's 
probably one of the better talents there. Um, uh, they're definitely lacking in that department when it comes to like uh, some of their star power. So I'm glad to see him back. For sure. I think he'd be good with like Darby Allen or even, I mean, even somebody like Eddie Kingston, I think that they, they would have good matchups. I just think, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for him to be back. I definitely feel like he has way more potential in AEW than he ever did in WWE. Once they, once they gave him the moniker, the, the man that gravity forgot, that was right. That was it. Right. Yeah. The man that gravity forgot. Yeah. It was just like, and they made him come out looking like mighty mouse. It was just over from that point. Cause he was, he was so mage in NXT and then he got up to the main roster and it was just, it was just not enough. So I'm, I'm pumped to see what, what he's going to do in AEW. And that little vignette was awesome. Like, you yeah. know, just kind of just being about talking about being isolated and the way that they shot it and everything. It was just kind of like, you know, split personality type thing. So I, I'm excited. Yeah, it was really badass. I just, you know, after seeing it, I all I could think was like, why did we never see this guy in WWE? You know, he showed yeah. a little bit of this when he had his heel run on 205 Live as a oh, yeah, champion King Neville, last right? year. But we still didn't, it still wasn't anything close to what we saw here. I just, I feel like I almost, I never remember him really cutting any promos in, uh, in WWE and definitely nothing like, like what we saw on, uh, on Wednesday night. So yeah, I think it's just, you know, they really missed the boat on this guy because he, he's got the ability to go as high as, uh, you know, as any, as the company wants to let him. So we yeah. have no idea how high he can fly. Yeah. That leads me to my next question. <laughs> Do you guys think that he will be the AEW champion in 2021? I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, I could see him being TNT champion um, for sure. I just I don't know. I feel like there's too many guys in line right now for AEW champion. I don't. I don't think that he's. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility. He's just he just got back too, so we have to see him in a program and where they put him. Um, if they put him right in the main event scene. Or if they keep him like in the mid card area, but uh, it's a possibility. If it, if it is, I would probably say towards the end of next year, not any, yeah, not so anywhere I, in the beginning. You know, it definitely seems like Kenny Omega and or Adam Page are in line for the next run with the belt. But I'll tell you what, I think those guys are lucky that we're still in the the pandemic era and there's no live crowd there because I feel like when 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 Pack or Pac, whatever you want to call it, when he comes back. Uh, you know, I feel like the the fans are just going to be eating it up, having him back, seeing mm-hmm. him in action, seeing the the charisma and stuff. Um, I I think that he's just going to be over like Rover. And if I feel like if the live crowds are there, AEW would be forced to really kind of push this guy up right into the main event and maybe leapfrog a couple guys who who are right now are kind of positioned to be in line for the next shot with the uh, with the belt. Yeah, I just I, I think um well first of all, can you imagine how many abs he's gonna have when he gets back? Because you know, like you know, guys on the road, like you know, they they work out, they look amazing and everything, but we always see when these guys take breaks and they're actually able to like work out and sleep and recover and eat well and do all yeah. the things, they come back looking like a million bucks, like you know, when they when they've had that rest. So, you know, Pac always looked amazing with like twenty seven abs and like zero percent body fat. So can you imagine now that he's had his little hiatus, like how he's gonna come back? He's just oh, gonna man. be like it's gonna be totally, totally shredded. But but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's what he's going to do. But I feel like if they have him come out and like lose early on, that's going to be a huge mistake and a huge misstep. So they got to bring this guy out and just have him like running through the freaking division. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like like wrecking stuff. Yeah, very excited to see what he does. Um, next story. We saw Jay Uso get uh, what is undoubtedly the biggest win of his career. He yeah. pinned Daniel Bryan clean on last week's episode of SmackDown. Daniel Bryan is, without a doubt, a uh, modern-day legend. Jay Uso beat him. Um, I, I think the Roman effect is real. You know, he had a 
couple of badass matches with Roman, I think that conditioned him. You know, it's like after after uh, fighting Roman twice, it was almost kind of a step down in, in difficulty level uh, to use some video uh, video game terminology, and he went and beat Daniel Bryan. Um, and that, that caused him to finally realize that, you know, Roman was right all along and he joined up with him. So what did you guys think of the match and the, and the post-match uh, story? I'll let you take the lead, Marco. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the I love the match. Obviously, uh, I think Daniel Bryan, uh, he led into it in the the, the pre interview he did. Like he wanted to face the 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 J, the Ju so that uh that faced Roman Reigns before he faced Roman Reigns, he wouldn't have thought of even stepping in the ring with him. But yeah. uh, now he had those two matches of Roman Reigns. Now that's the, that's the uh, that's the Jey Uso that he knows and he wanted to face. So uh, that's who he got. And it was it was a it was a great match. I mean, Jey Uso is definitely a talent talent. And um, Daniel Bryan, we already know what what he can do in the ring. So, I mean, he's he's not in there to prove anything. Uh, they did that match was for a spot on the SmackDown uh, Men's Survivor Series team. So Jay is on the team now. Um, so that let's not forget that part. Uh, but after that, yeah, the after the after match uh, festivities that uh that happened, you see the little like like heel turn of uh of Jay Uso, or or maybe just falling in line and listening to what is uh. His big his big cousin was uh, telling him to do, but uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that, that whole thing. That beat down, it went on for a while. A lot, yeah. Yeah, he even got injured doing the uh, frog splash. Well, I'm not. I mean, well, injured quotation marks. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, I'm, that's that's the best thing going in WWE right now. That whole that whole storyline. It's only gonna get it's only gonna get better, um, especially when when um when uh, the other Uso brother gets back in into the into the mix and see what happens with him is he going to be the face is he going to fall in line um are they going to reunite the uh the bloodline but make it a heel faction as opposed to a uh we'll see but yeah no i, I enjoyed that whole that whole last segment smackdown's been like the the gold standard right now for our wwe programming next yeah. to NXT. Well, i just thought it was really i just thought it was really awesome because you know um breaking kayfabe here for a minute like jay uso had like i can't remember what interview or what where he said it but he said that daniel bryan was the one that like basically like gave him the nod you know like yeah. he said that yeah. uh you know he was like you know let's let's go with jay so um that that was pretty cool that he got to do that and you know got to get over daniel bryan yeah. um i thought the the promo was really emotional and i think these guys are just doing some really awesome work you know and i think it's really easy when you're family and you know each other so well you know we see this time and time again with people who are like best friends in real life or their family in real life like they have well with the exception of the bellas <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't they don't work very oh, well oh god yeah. that was a normal storyline man uh, <laughs> i mean i wish you had died in the womb i will never yeah, forget her saying pro- that. how many other promo lines from 2014 do you remember that i remember you know, i what? do i do remember that i do remember that so yeah it was, it was memorable but i don't know if it was it was in a good way it was but awful. Like, again we just see we see it time and time again with these guys like that know each other so well and you know their family are like best friends they just put on some of the best performances and i thought their their promo was really awesome and it just felt kind of like real and gritty and i feel like there is kind of probably something like underlying there you know i mean because jimmy and jay have always been in like the tag team division you know and like roman's always been the superstar so they've always been a peg down from roman even even before they were wrestlers you know they were all three on the you know the starting defense of their high school football team and you know from Everything you 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 read and you see on the like the documentary stuff, the Usos they were both really good, but Roman was the one that went to Georgia Tech. You know, right. he was all yeah. ACC. You know, made it to all the way up to the NFL, which even though it didn't pan out, if you even or if you're in an NFL training camp, that means oh, you were a sure. badass football player. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so this is going back to their childhood. You know, Roman's always been the superstar. Yeah, and you can feel that. I think, you, like, I legitimately felt that. Like, you know, and I don't think it's, like, real-life beef or anything, but I feel like there's there's a part of it that's got that, like, real tinge of, like, yeah, you've always been the chosen one. You know what I mean? And, like, I've always been just, like, a, a peg down. And I, I, I love this. I love what they're doing right now. I love that, like, he did, Jay actually did kind of, like, fall in line. Um, we're just going to have to see where, where Jimmy shakes out like if jimmy's gonna give in or i mean i'm sure jimmy's gonna come in and be like what the hell are you doing and all that kind of stuff but ultimately will he you know join that join the tribe yeah i want to see jimmy just join up i just i want to see it so much i just i love the visual of it I lo- i've always loved the usos and roman's always been basically my my second favorite wrestler of the modern era behind seth so i, I would love to see jimmy join in you know i don't know how it's gonna go i don't know if he's gonna end up feuding with him and end up we end up seeing jimmy versus jay which could actually be a banger of a match you know that's that's kind of kind of a big money match that wwe has never given us jimmy versus jay would be awesome so maybe we'll see that down the line you know the way roman had to beat jay to get jay to join maybe jay's gonna have to beat jimmy um but with all these samoans out here you know we're talking about the anawahi family you know basically only second to the hearts i think for the best family in wrestling history um, if you guys could add another Samoan to the group, past or present, so we're opening this up all the way from wrestling history, who would you add outside of Roman and the Usos? Sheena? Um, well, let me I'll 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 take it to the modern era. I think I would add Joe. Just like thinking realistically here, I would add Joe. Um, you know, I know we got, you know, Joe from Samoa and Samoan Joe, but uh I would add Samoa Joe to this, to this faction because they need like a big enforcer like that. I feel like, you know, they got Jay and Jimmy who are like, you know, kind of like the henchmen, you know, they got uh, Roman who's the leader and they need just like this big brooding force, just this muscle and power. So I would, I would add Samoa Joe. Marco, how about you? See, I'm going to, I'm going to go opposite of, of Joe. Well, not really opposite, but I don't, he, cause he can speak, he can talk. We don't need another talker in there. Um, you have you have Paul Heyman, you have Roman. They can all talk. I think you should go. I, I'm going to go with Umaga as the uh, as that guy. Maybe modern. He was on him a little bit. Yeah, um, he was and he'll be just he'll be that brooding. I'm just going to kick the crap out of you, guy. Like they just send him out to do the dirty work. He doesn't have to speak. He's, a, yeah. he's you can see Roman just like giving him the nod, and then he just the thumb. Well, he just looks, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Umaga is he's he's definitely just got that, like, look, though. The tattoos, the braid, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just intimidating just to look at, you know? Yeah, so I think think he would be, he would definitely be the perfect fit just to, like, be just a total heel. Like you said, no talking, nothing, just, like, just all ass kicking. Yeah, and he'll keep he'll keep the Usos in line if they try to fall out of line. So yeah, he'll be like sure. the backup guy for Roman. Roman. He'll keep he'll he'll be like the second set of eyes to keep that to keep that group yeah. in line. Yeah, I it's kind of same bane as you guys, same type of role. It's silent enforcer that's just a real badass. I'm going with Haku. Okay. So we've okay. all heard the uh, okay. yeah, you know, we heard the background stories. A lot of the wrestlers say, you know, you know, Behind the scenes, outside of kayfabe, Haku was actually one of the toughest guys backstage, and I just think he'd be awesome. You know, probably wouldn't have him wrestle too much. I just have him be out there at ringside with Roman, with the Usos. He's just there as this intimidating presence to to kind of add just a, even more of a violent edge to huh. the group. So, so yeah, all, all good picks, and I, you know, I'm just really excited to see where this storyline goes. Like you said, it's just solid gold right now. It's the best angle in wrestling. Roman is the best wrestler in the world right now, and. Um, it's just awesome. I can't wait to see where this builds to for WrestleMania. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that we get the rock to come back. Cause that's just, that would just be so money. That would be so much built in that storyline. Seeing Roman finally go up against the rock and 
you have to give the rock a proper final match instead of his, uh, you know, six second squash against Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to story number four. So this was a, a, a truly emotional moment. You know, it's been a pro wrestling's at its best when it kind of tugs on our heartstrings. And this one was definitely one of the top moments of, you know, this past year and possibly of all time. On Wednesday night, we saw Candice LeRae destroy Shotzi Blackheart's tank. <laughs> I thought I was uh, going to have to check on Marco. I was like, Marco, are you okay? Uh, that was, that was yeah. rough. That was rough yeah. for me. Yeah, just all-time heel move by Candice. Um Shotzi just, you know, she sold it over the top. You could just feel the anguish in her when, as she saw it happening on video. Um, where, where do you guys think this ranks in all-time dastardly moments? You know, what's what's some of your, uh, you guys' other favorite uh, moments like this? Oh, man, right right off the top of the dome. Um, it, it's it's up there, but it just it just can't compare with, like, Chris Jericho killing uh, Francesca back in, like, 2016 when uh, – he killed. Now we have Francesca too, but you guys remember when the original Francesca we we laid her to rest. Uh, that was just horrible, and I, I I thought I was gonna not recover from that. Um, Brock when he he destroyed the car that he that Seth gave to J and J Security. Do you remember that? Whenever he gave he gave J and J Security this I think this Brock amazing was the baby face on that one. This I think amazing that was a, gift. Yeah, I think that was only a heel move because we love Seth so much. It's so it doesn't matter. I was devastated. I wanted J and J Security work so hard. You know they do they do so much for Seth. You know, and he was finally giving him a reward. He gave him this beautiful shiny red car, and Brock oh. just came out, ripped the doors off, kicked the the mirrors off, like the the whole nine so wow. also um you know andre breaking hulk's chain i feel like oh, that you know when he awful. when he pulled that chain off you know it was just like you could just see hulk's just heart break into a thousand pieces so i, I feel like those are like some top moments that are up there with like <laughs> uh you know just dastardly moments of superstars breaking other superstars things what did uh what do you got marco where, where did it stand with you Oh man, that's a, you gotta you gotta go back to uh, Stone Cold with the cement truck, destroy oh, the yeah. uh, the Corvette, that beautiful yeah. white Corvette, that beautiful yeah. beautiful piece of machinery just destroyed by yeah. by a cement truck. So bad. Um, I mean, just I mean, if you want to go with Stone Cold, easy, destroyed a lot of things. Oh yeah, people. yeah, definitely. He destroyed like the Rocks car. Um, yeah, oh, there's, yeah. There's, he uh, he he rolled over with the uh, the the four. The big, uh, no, the big, no, it's the, the monster big, truck. The monster truck. Yeah, yeah that's right. If you, want to go dastardly, if, if you guys want to go dastardly deeds, you can do, I mean, you can even go Triple H ruining Stephanie's wedding. Um, that one, yeah, like, that was an all-time right there. He basically date yeah. raped her and um, then married her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that he just ruined a, the the every girl's like dream is to like, get married and have the perfect wedding, and he just came yeah. in and destroyed it. But uh, yeah. if I can uh, if I can break kayfabe for a second, that is one angle that always bugged me because. You know, you remember how Triple H, you remember how it went down, right, Marco? How he's basically like faking her voice or whatever, like turning his head. Yeah. And he like, yeah, I've always thought that that would have went so much better if they just showed Stephanie like wasted. You know what I mean? If she was just like super, you know, drunk and, and, and uh, yeah, you know, you do things when you're, when like you're intoxicated, like, you know, you're kind of just like, like saying things and doing things that you don't really mean. Um, yeah, it would have been a better angle than her just being yeah. completely annihilated and, you know, Triple H taking advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I had to mention that. That's, that's just one of my my big pet peeves from the Attitude Era. Did uh, you have any other ones you wanted to talk about? Um, no, other than the fact that they that they uh, NXT had to put Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart against each other. That's a that's a that's a dastardly deed, and, and yeah. that's a dastardly moment in, in my own in my own life right there. You, 
can't do that. Those are two of my favorites. And you, you pit them against each other. What's wrong with you? But um, so I'll talk about some of mine. I, I got to say, I think you guys are kind of playing in the uh, minor leagues with you guys moment. Oh. So I'm thinking about, you know, first off, talk about when uh, when Randy Orton burned down uh, Bray Bray's White's house. house. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. We got that iconic shot of Randy, and that's relevant you know, right now, yeah. stri- striking the pose with the house on fire. It looked like he was about to drop the hottest mixtape of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then taking it way back. So what about when Earthquake smashed Damien? <gasps> oh, yeah. That's and right. it served up yeah. the snake burgers, you know. So I, yeah. I put that one a little bit higher than Shotzi's tank getting destroyed. And then kind of in the same vein, what about when, uh, oh. yeah, when Big Boss Man killed the... Uh, Al Snow's dog and then served up the pepper steak. Pepper steak. Yeah. Pepper, yeah. Yeah, those are definitely way more dastardly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any, anytime the, you add animal cruelty into the mix, it's going to take you up to the next level. Also, the boss man was uh, the time when he, uh, oh. when he uh, you know, hijacked Big, Big Show's dad's Yeah, funeral. that's I was going to yeah. say that, yeah. <laughs> Big Boss Man in ninety nine two thousand was just a total shithead, man. Yeah. Like he really had some all time heel moments. So oh. this one was bad, though. You know, obviously it didn't involve animal cruelty, which is always a plus. But uh, it was just cold blooded. You could just see the meanness seeping out of every pore from Candace when she did it. And I think we got some serious heat. Which the the thing I love about this is it's a, a women's wrestling feud that doesn't involve the championship. A lot right. of times the women get shortchanged and. The storylines away from the championship don't really get the attention they deserve, but I think this is kind of the hottest storyline in NXT right now with the tank getting destroyed. So yeah. really excited to see this. Uh, I think we got to take over in like the first or second week of December, and I'd love to see a uh, a hardcore match between Candice and Shotzi and see what they can do. All right, so we're halfway through the Chicks Top 6, and it's now time for our weekly beverage break. So, Sheena, tell us what you're sipping on. So, I'm sipping on, I got these tonight. I, I went to Harris Teeter, which is a local grocery store here, and I did like a build a six-pack, and I just got a bunch of holiday brews because I wanted to try a bunch of different things uh, over the next few weeks while we're recording the show. So, I got the Sierra Nevada Celebration. Uh, it's Fresh Hop IPA. It says it's layered pine and citrus hop aromas um, delicate, delicately against a rich malt sweetness. Uh, wintertime classic. It's good. It's a little heavy for my preference. I actually like heavier beers, but it's got a, I don't know. It's, it's very hoppy. Okay, um, McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> but 6. it's 6.8% uh, ABV. So yeah, Sheena's going to be toasted by the end of the show. <laughs> yep. Marco, what are you drinking? Um, sipping on the, uh, another same thing, the triple IPA. It's the Hobo five local brewery here called Lord Hobo. So, uh, it's a really good, really good beer. I'm an IPA guy anyway, so um, you can't go wrong with that. And I actually found some some uh, Stone Cold, um, the Broken Skull IPAs in this area. So nice. yeah, a few Virginia, of them. Yeah, I haven't Virginia drank them yet. Lacking, yeah, dude. they got them up in the uh, the DC area around Arlington and stuff, but that's it. Nothing down here in uh, in Hampton Roads down yeah. south. Nice. Yeah, I'm just drinking uh, Ruby Redbird. I've talked about it a few times before. It's by Shiner Box. It's just a light beer with a little bit of uh, grapefruit flavor added. So. Nice little easy drinker uh, to get me through. So, you know, you guys, you're drinking the triple IPA. Sheena's drinking the, you know, it's like a borderline stout. So, if, if, you know, the last 10 minutes of this episode, guys, might just be me going on a monologue. So, <laughs> bear with me. I'll try to carry it because I think these both these guys are going to be a little bit tipsy. All right. Let's move on to story number three. So, Sasha will be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Bayley in a rematch from their Hell in the Cell bout this Friday night. Now, we know with Sasha on the main roster, the story with her, she's been able to win the titles, but she can't keep the title. 
do we think that this Friday night she'll finally successfully defend a belt? I think so. I think so simply because they actually acknowledged it on TV. You know, Bailey Bailey made a point to make sure that we like we knew that that's why uh, you know she's challenging her because she can't keep it. You know, and Bailey's the rightful owner of that title. So I don't know. Plus, I'm really excited about seeing Sasha and Oscar. So I, I hope that she wins. Like you know, my hope is that she wins so that we can get a Sasha versus Oscar at Survivor Series. So uh, I'm I'm pulling for my girl. I'm pulling for the boss. Yeah, same. I'm I'm hoping Sasha finally wins. She deserves it. She's been she's had an awesome 2020 so far. Um and, and it would be great to see. Like you said, her and Oscar is always gonna be a treat. So that's what I hope we see. But I don't know, you you never can't count it out. They've made it part of the storyline, so I, I could just as easily see it uh, you know, that they keep it going and Bailey ends up winning this thing. I think True. that, you know, obviously all the fans are gonna be very nervous for Sasha. Marco, how do you see it playing out? Um I think Sasha's going to, I think she'll retain. Um, that storyline's been built up a lot um, between her and uh, Bailey uh, for the past like portion of the year. Um, but yeah, I don't, really I don't on and off for the last five years yeah. or so now. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think she, I think she's retaining. I think they, like, uh, they did that precursor, basically, like, hey, you, every time you've won one, you never defended it. Um, I like to actually go back in my own and do some research to see if she actually lost them on TV or she actually. Or she only loses them on pay per views. It was mostly TV losses, right? No, no, no. She always wins them on TV. She oh, won, that's okay. She, I'm flip flop. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, the she... way it's always worked is she's won them on TV, and then um, they'll have the the rematch or whatever will be on pay per view, and she'll, she'll lose. She loses that's them on right. Pay-per-view. Okay, yeah, so you're right. I'm thinking she. I think she's gonna win. She's she's gonna break that cycle. And uh, retain. Yeah, I think it'll just be like the definitive punch that she needs. You know what I mean? Just to kind of like solidify that, like she is legitimately the women's champion because both of the women you know they knocked it out of the park with their hell in a cell match but i think this will just be like the little cherry on top to let you know let know it's, it's boss time around here exactly all right story number two no we're not having a run in from the gobbledygooker we're celebrating the fact that thanksgiving season is here so uh, we're uh, about what, three weeks. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. So we're three weeks away from Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Three weeks. Wow. Obviously, you know, we're all foodies here. We like to like to talk about the different stuff that, uh, you know, we're, we're chowing down on. Um, so I just want to kind of kick it off, you know, aside from the traditional turkey, what's your guys favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh my gosh. I love stuffing. Stuffing like, you know, is my favorite. Any sort of like carb that tastes like meat is uh, definitely, <laughs> is definitely, um, you know, a winner in my book. And I really like to have stuffing and then put like cranberry sauce, like take a bite of cranberry sauce and a bite of stuffing at the same bite. And it's like a savory oh, a kind of sweet, tangy. Oh my God. It's so, it's so good. And we've actually already kicked off the the holiday season with, we had our first um, like Thanksgiving style foods. We went to this, uh, this little local spot called Red Smoke and they had this sandwich called the Jake. And it's like basically like a Thanksgiving sandwich. Like it's like smoked it's cranberry tur- mayonnaise. Oh yeah. Cranberry mayonnaise, smoked turkey stuffing on this like roll. And it was so freaking good. Like, yeah, it, it, it was amazing. Like the turkey, like, you know, turkey's typically like it can be pretty dry. This turkey was like so moist um, and it was just amazing. So yeah, I just, I love November because I love all things. I'm more of a sides girl. I've said this on the show before. Every time I feel like November, like I, I take a little yeah. bit of turkey and then I want like all of the different sides because that's that's my jam. Marco, how about you? What's your favorite? Yeah, I think yeah we we connected on this uh, the last time we spoke about. I think last Me and Marco, we're always yeah. on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's stuffing all day because it's 
this especially I mean, obviously now because it's COVID, you're probably not going to be traveling to different houses and different mm-hmm. family members' places. But the whole thing behind stuffing was everyone made stuffing different, so mm-hmm. you can have a different type of stuffing everywhere Crush. you went. We got um, stuffing, and then you've got dressing. Like they're two different, two different. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So, no, they're not. They're the same thing. Just no, two different names. they're not. What's the difference between stuffing and dressing? I don't know that. I like. I can't. I don't know the exact difference right now. But I've had stuffing and I've had dressing. Okay, so stuffing is actually like made to like stuff into the turkey. I think is the is. Why. I think it's the same dish, and it's just maybe it's a different name on the. Uh, Either way, it doesn't matter. I, I like it all. I like it. I like it all. We're doing, um, doing some live googling a, right now. Yeah, a um, a what's the honorable mention? I love dumplings too. Like if people have dumplings on Thanksgiving, I love like you know chicken and dumpling style dumplings. Those are like my favorite. So again, a carb that tastes like meat. Yeah, so <laughs> Sheena did nail it. We'll give credit where credit's due. It's the same. It is the same dish. So I think we're both right. It's the same dish, but stuffing okay. is if it's cooked. Inside of the turkey, which you know, I think started about ten years ago. You know, we everybody started coming that. out and saying it wasn't healthy, but yeah. I'm sure you could probably still do get you, away with it. Do you stuff your turkey, Marco? We we don't. We're not turkey stuffers over here. Yeah, no, yeah. So my mother did that, and it's we just uh, what the heck is this? That's so weird. Um, yeah, it's uh, we um, yeah, no, my mother that was her thing. She stuffed the turkey, and um, you know, cooked it. While it was stuffed, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything separate. Uh, but dressing as well is like a, a southern thing. That's what my father used to do because he was from the he's from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, right. So they had I used to have two different types of uh of uh technically yeah, stuffing, stuffing yeah. and dressing. So yeah. Never, there's never too much. So I, I got a controversial pick. Oh, uh, I'm going to go against the grain for my favorite food. I'm calling the gravy. I think the gravy is the most important. Got to have part a good gravy. That's real talk. Thanksgiving. That's what. That's the the kind of the, the thread that ties everything together on your Thanksgiving plate. You that's know? right. The the way I do, I like to make my plate and then kind of just drench everything in the gravy. So if the gravy's whack, like that could throw your whole plate off. Um, but if you know if, it, if it's on point, it can kind of just enhance every single thing on your plate and kind of just give it you know one. Uh, one kind of common taste to, to keep things going. So I'm going with the gravy and another plug for Popeye's turkeys. You know, they've had Popeye's turkeys have been around for about 12 years now, but every year when I tell people that's what we do for Thanksgiving, they're still blown away by it. So I, I think they need to do a better job of getting the word out. But if you want to, you know, an easier way to prepare Thanksgiving dinner, um, Popeye's have turkeys that they flash, flash, flash fry, fry with uh, all the traditional Popeye seasonings and all you got to do is reheat it and they give you easy, um, easy to follow instructions for reheating it. And then if you want to throw your own little, uh, you know, pizzazz on it and stuff, you can. So definitely hit up Popeye's because um, the turkeys are on point. They're yeah. delicious. We've been doing it for what, like what, since like 2010, right? Yeah, I think 2010 was the first time we 2010, we got our first Popeye's turkey and we've done it every year since. And so I like, I'll inject it with like Cajun butter too. So I like, you know, you take the turkey thawed out and then I inject it with Cajun butter and then we cook it and you just heat, br- bring it up to temperature. Dude, so freaking moist, so flavorful. Like it is so money. And you don't have to worry about it being like undercooked, which is like the, which is like the amazing thing, right? Like, you know, with Turkey, like everything else is ready and you're like, Oh crap. You know, the Turkey, the Turkey didn't get done. So you got to throw that thing back in there. But yeah, the, the Popeye's turkeys make it so simple and it's like literally the best Turkey I've ever had. Um, my father-in-law makes a mean fried turkey. Like he fries his own, which scares the hell out of me. Like I don't, I don't advocate, I don't advocate for anybody to fry turkeys because it's just dangerous. But if you do fry them, they are really good that way. But yeah, if you can go to your Popeyes, they start reserving them now. But we usually just get ours and just keep it in the freezer, and then you know. Yeah, because I think you can pick them. You I can think pick you can them pick up on the day of, like we'll actually reheat them for you. But we usually just get it frozen and reheat it ourselves. So 
yeah definitely hit it up we'll keep uh we'll keep a little bit of the uh the food talk going um all month long we'll, you know maybe we'll talk about desserts next week or something but yeah i just wanted to you know we're gonna give you more than just wrestling here on this show so definitely wanted to get everybody in the thanksgiving spirit because it's your gonna, mouth right yeah it's gonna be here before you know it <laughs> all right it's now time for the main event of the chicks top six so we're about to kick off the next uh, round of the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. And I just want to mention that Sheena has held the belt since August 30th. Marco, she's been dominating you for two plus months now. You know, you, you won SummerSlam, but then one week later, she got it back at Payback and she's held it ever since. So we got a nine match card coming up and then I got a bonus tiebreaker that I'm going to give for you guys. So Marco, you're going to have a chance to win even if it ends up being a tie this oh. time. Um but yeah, we're gonna kick it off. So here we go. Let's see if Marco can finally take the crown from from Sheena. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right, we're kicking it off with the pre-show match. This is gonna be NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb defending against Allison K. So am I going first? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to go. So I don't know, like, you know, I I don't have my ear to the ground hardcore on NWA at the moment. um, But. Well, NWA has kind of been dormant since COVID. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, um, she, Serena beat Thunder Rosa to get the, to get the title. So um, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with Serena retaining because I can't imagine that, you know, they're going to change the NWA title, change hands with the NWA title on AEW television. So I'm going to say Serena retains. Marco? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Serena Deeb as well. Um, Allison Kay was the NWA Women's Champion before Thunder Rosa. So, I mean, she does have a, a, it's a, it's a possibility she could win, but she just, Serena just won it. So I don't think she's going to lose it right away. She's not I don't think she's like a Sasha Banks where she's going to win it and then lose it on a pay-per-view. So Serena Deeb's my choice. Yeah. Side note, even even more than like WrestleMania not being in front of fans last year, I think NWA is like the the COVID casualty that kind of, you know, yeah. tugs on my heartstrings the most. I was a huge fan of the NWA's comeback. You know, the the power shows that they had on YouTube were awesome. And oh, they so had Marty cool. Scroll starting to get involved. Um, you know, we bought the the Crockett Cup pay per view last year, yep. which that it was, was actually, so good. Yeah, that was yep. one of my favorite pay per views of 2019. That was just a really, really fun show. You know, um, so I loved everything that Billy Corgan and the team there at NWA was doing. So I'm I'm pulling for them to make a comeback once, you know, hopefully this thing eventually blows over. Um, but yeah, so cool to see AEW getting involved. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Nick Aldis have a match sometime. He'd be an awesome addition yeah, to AEW awesome. at least in the short term and. Yeah, so, all right, so both of you guys picking Serena Deeb. So let's move on to the main show. So the next match, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. All right, um, I am going to go with Orange Cassidy. I mean, out of these two guys, I mean, no, no shade to John Silver, but Orange Cassidy is legit, like, the one of the faces of AEW at this point. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with my man Orange. Marco? Yeah, same. Yeah, Orange Cassidy, definitely. Uh, he lost to Cody. Um, when he faced him for the TNT championship and this is going to be his bounce back win. So definitely take it, yeah. take orange. Couldn't have said any better, Marco. I think you kind of nailed it. Orange Cassidy's going to get his momentum back right here. All right. Now we're starting to get into the big ones. So this is going to be the stipulation is if MJF wins, he gets to join the inner circle. 
MJF versus Chris Jericho. Marco, how do you see this one going? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> this is horrible. A lot of different um, ways this could go. This is a bad one. This is, this is a hard one to choose because uh, it could literally go either way. Um, but this might be the one we, we differ on. I have a feeling. I'm going to go okay. with MJF oh. as the winner of this uh, of this match. Um, I think he's going to join the inner circle, and it's just going to be turmoil from from it. You're going to see the the down spiral of the inner circle after he joins. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah, uh, you said we were going to differ, but I, we're not. I'm going to go with MJF, man, because I just think it's just going to make for such a, a weird dynamic, you know, because like you said, you know, MJF's going to beat up Chris Jericho. And then these like, you know, all of, all of Jericho's inner circle lackeys, they're going to be like, well, MJF's the real powerhouse here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why don't, well, like, why don't we follow MJF? So, and I think it's going to cause like this, like power struggle between MJF and, and Chris Jericho. So I'm, I'm going with MJF. So I don't think there's going to be a power struggle. I actually think MJF is going to put Jericho out of commission. You know, MJF, he's kind of, that on the surface, you think he's kind of a modern-day million-dollar man or whatever, but really, he's this insecure psychopath, and I think we're going to see the psychotic side really come out. And yep. I think he's going to take Jericho out, and he's not only is he going to join, I think he's going to be the new leader of the inner circle. I after, can see that, yeah. I can see, him, I can see him just totally snapping and just, like, beating Jericho to death with a chair, you know, yeah. or, you know, something like that. Um, I got a feeling this match is going to be uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know why. I just get the vibe that MJF is about to go off. You know, he lost to... Uh, he lost to Mox in pretty convincing fashion at the last AEW pay-per-view, and I think he's going to bounce back in a big way here, and I think he's going to put Jericho on the shelf for a little bit. All right, so everybody's all aligned so far. Let's see if we can have a difference on this I one. No. AEW Women's World Championship. Marco, we're going to kick it to you first. Uh, this is Hikaru Shida defending against Nyla Rose. Um... Man, who's that? I was talking to somebody actually about Nyla Rose and how like how much of a badass she was, um, her in the air just like destroying everyone and saying she was gonna break break bitches basically. Um, um, I think That's famous uh, Nikki Bella was famous for that line. I'm a yeah. break you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I feel like Nyla Rose is gonna. T- I, I'm gonna pick Nyla Nyla Rose. I think. I think she's due to get the title back. Um, she has a new partnership with with uh, Vicky Guerrero um, as the mouthpiece and stuff like that. And I think, I think, I think she's going to be able to take it to to new like different heights with the title if they if if she has it. So yeah. um, I think Sheeta had her had her run with the title. And not that she didn't do much with it, but I think Nyla Rose is a better fit. So you could I'm say she didn't do much with it. Yeah. All right. She didn't do much with it. I'm going to yeah. go with Nyla Rose. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to have to come down to the tiebreaker for this prediction championship oh, because I'm going with Nyla Rose too. I just don't see any way. I, like you said, Sheeta has not done much with the title. I don't know if it's if it's a result of you know the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. But AEW's women's division has just been kind of crap from it's from day thing, one. Like it's I hate the one to, thing they've fallen flat on for sure since this thing started. Yeah, off. it's just I, I like there is nothing interesting. Britt Baker is literally like the only interesting thing. Um, and I'm probably going to get heat for saying this because people are like, oh, well, so and so was so amazing in the indies. And, you know, you just don't watch enough wrestling or whatever. No. But I mean, there's nothing I've seen from their women's division that made me like be like, whoa, you know, especially when you just align it side by side with WWE's women's division, which is just like wrecking shit and just looking like yeah. the best women's wrestlers in the entire world so Let's look at uh 
that match on just a random Wednesday episode of NXT between Ember Moon and Dakota Kai on Wednesday yeah. night, that was better than anything AEW's done in their first year in the women's division. So true. They, oh, yeah, they nailed true. it. Tag teams, the single stuff, everything else, AEW's been killing it. But, you know, it, their women's division is just, it's basically been irrelevant for, for lack of a yeah. better term. <laughs> irrelevant is, a, is the term. It's true. All right. So we're five matches to go. And you guys are all in alignment, so let's let's see how you Marco are too synced up for this. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna get some cinematic action in the next match. This is the Elite Deletion match: Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Sheena, you go first. Okay, so I I think Matt Hardy. Um, I think part of his uh, you know coming back and just being like, yeah, I'm okay, everything's good, you know, it's all good. I think part of it was like I'm gonna smash Sammy at the next at the next pay per view. So I think is no doubt about it. Matt Hardy is winning this match, and he's gonna get his freaking um, revenge on Sammy Guevara. See, this is this is where we're definitely gonna differ on this one. See, I think Sammy's Ooh. gonna win mm. because Matt Hardy won that last match that they had, even though he was yeah, like, but not- it was. I mean, can you? If that's how you win, <laughs> then I don't want to win. That match was a uh, bowl and shoot ugly, to uh, quote Jr. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the only other thing is like, what does Matt Hardy have to have to like prove besides like he's Matt Hardy? I mean, I know he like said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the." The AEW World Championship. I don't think that's happening at all. Hey, this is, this is this is a um, a league where uh, wins and losses matter, bro. You know that's what I mean. True. So you, know, I you think, can't just you can't just be losing and saying you're going to go for the AEW title. Nope, I think Sammy's winning, and then they're going to have a rubber match because that'll be their maybe their first and second matches that they had, um, and then it'll be uh, they'll have a third one. Some true. Some I just feel like there's line. been so much so much contention between um, Matt and Sammy because like it was like the week before the pay-per-view, right? Didn't he, sm- he smashed him in the head with a chair and like busted yeah. his eye open. And then yeah. the paper, the pay-per-view happened and he, you know, basically like bounced his head off the concrete. Brain so, trauma. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like, you know, surely Matt Hardy's got to like stand tall at the end of this. I mean, he, uh, I mean, like I said, he did already. Um, not really stood tall. He didn't really like, stand tall. Of it. He staggered tall. Seth nailed it. He staggered tall. Yeah, he st- he staggered tall. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm just for the I'm gonna go with Sammy. We'll we'll split okay. up this one. This right. will end right. it. See this? this I, lo- I love it because it makes these matches more interesting. All right, here we go, Marco. We're we're moving into to main event territory. We're gonna let you go first on this one. So up next, we've got an I Quit match for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley. Defending against Eddie Kingston. Okay. All right. So they really swerved me and swayed me on that promo that they had Wednesday. Um, and it, uh, it, uh, you can't deny, everyone says it, Eddie Kingston is great on the mic. He makes you feel for him. Um, even though he's not like the, he seems like he's not the greatest guy to feel for. <laughs> he's real. He, he's kind of like, yeah, brings the realness. Man. Yeah. He brings, he's like, a, he's like a, kind of like a scumbag type of dude that you, you, you kind of like him too, but he's, he's just not a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they, they really put that across. Like even Moxley, he's kind of like the same, like he's not the most likable guy. He's kind of like a scumbag type. Um, but people like him for some reason. He's um, charming. Yeah, he's a charming scumbag. That's what that's what uh, <laughs> that's what they're going for. That's the uh, those type. That's what I like to think of myself. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but uh, I wanted. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Eddie because I feel wow. this is. I, I feel like it's gonna be like the biggest like. Take, bro. Wow. This is what's gonna sell because because like people aren't. I mean, we were saying it a couple weeks ago or maybe last week. 
It's not. It's not a big sell. This is a main event. It's Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Why would you want to buy this pay per view? Why would you want to see this? You want to see Eddie Kingston win, and I think yeah. that's what you're going to see at the end of the night. I could be wrong, but I have a re- really weird feeling that the big takeaway from this pay per view is Eddie Kingston after his 18 year run as a wrestler has finally touched gold. Well, I I, I could totally. I don't know. I, I I love a good surprise title change, right? I, my pick, ultimately, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. My pick is John Moxley. I think John's going to retain. I just think, or I think Mox is just, he, he's just doing the damn thing right now. So, however, that promo on Wednesday night where he was talking about, you know, you made your mom a promise that you are not going to be able to keep, that kind of like swayed me a little bit. Like, you know, kind of, I think, but I think they're swerving me because I, like, I was thinking like, damn, you know, you can't, you can't bring mama into the fold unless you're going to really show out. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if Eddie loses, you know, he's really, he's truly let his, his mama down. Um, and that as, as a mama, I'm just, I can't imagine that he would let that happen. So I don't know. I'm going with, I'm going with John Moxley, but I love their promo. I thought it was super emotional. I thought the whole thing was really well done. I thought they both played it well. Um, and I'm pumped to see this match on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think you guys are giving Eddie Kingston way too much credit, even though he's an awesome promo. <laughs> this is Mox we're talking about. I told you, you guys remember at uh, at, at uh, All Out, you know, you guys were both saying that MJF was going to beat Mox, and I told you this guy's <laughs> unstoppable right now. You know, like I said, it's an I quit. If it was a regular match where you know he could get some brass knucks or some outside interference, I'd give Eddie Kingston at least an outside shot at winning. But dude, you're not going to get Mox say I quit. This is the guy who got his ass beat by Brock Lesnar. You know, he got got uh, you know uh, thrown off the side of the cell by Seth Rollins. This guy got curb stomped through cinder blocks by oh, Seth yeah. Rollins. This guy's uh, been through hell and back in the wrestling world. The only way this guy's saying I quit is if like the rest of Eddie Kingston's little gang comes out and has Renee Young held hostage or some shit. You know, like <laughs> there's just no way this dude loses an I quit match, which. You know, I think I said it when they announced the stipulation. I think it takes some of the drama out of it just because the way he's booked right now, unless there's some swerve that um, that I'm not seeing that they're going to introduce, I just see absolutely no way that Mox says I quit. But know? can you imagine? Can you imagine the ratings on Wednesday night if Eddie Kingston wins on Saturday and then the freaking the, like what's going to happen on Wednesday? Everybody, everybody's going to tune in to see like what the hell that's, is, that's is going mean. to go down. You know what I that's mean? What yeah. I mean, and that that that's going to be a draw. You know, the I other thing so. is, yeah, you don't know like what Eddie Kingston is capable of to make John Moxley say I quit. We don't know. Like we don't know what's going to. We don't know we, this this I quit match is going to be different than any I quit match that you've seen. Yeah. I think. He's, He's de- you're right, Marco. That's a good point. He's definitely going to have to have something up his sleeve. I don't see any way that he gets to, term- you know, he's not going to lock in, you know, a cross face chicken wing or, you know, single leg Boston crab and get an I quit. It's going to have to be some kind of swerve that we're not seeing yet. So maybe he's yeah. got something up his sleeve, but I don't see it. You know, I just think I think, you know, kayfabe, I think Mox is probably number two to Roman Reigns as the strongest wrestler in the world right now. And I don't think Eddie Kingston's the guy that's going to take the belt off of him. All right, so we will move on to the next match, which is going to be a tag team match for the AEW World Championship. FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood defending against the Young Bucks, the Jackson Brothers. And the stipulation on this is if the Young Bucks lose, they will never challenge for the AEW World Tag Team Championship again. Again. You can go first. Okay. 
So this is a match that definitely I've wanted to see forever. Um, I am so excited for it. I think the Bucks are going to win. I think the Bucks are going over in this. Um, Because I just, I feel like it's so stupid for them to say that they're going to not challenge for the tag titles again and lose just the same way that that Cody did. I feel like that would just be a misstep. So I am going for the Bucks. I think it's going to be a freaking killer match. Um, Would you say Matt, right, has a... Matt has a partially torn MCL and ACL right now, according to uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So... If for whatever reason that match gets changed or forfeited or whatever, well, we'll he said he's cleared. He said he's wrestling, but we just don't know what it's going to mean for you know the day after. Well, true, yeah. So the match is going down on Saturday night as scheduled, but Matt's coming into it banged up. Yeah. So um, and even Seth was like, Seth said, um, he's like Matt's hurt, and I was like, you're getting worked, bro. <laughs> you know me, I get worked all the time. <laughs> and I was, I said, I said that was a work, you know that they they got Matt's leg, and he's like, no, really, he's got a torn ACL and MCL. I was like, oh shit. Um, I'm still going. I'm still going for the Bucks, though. I think I think the Bucks are going over in this. Mark, wow. What say even, you? even with the injury, you're gonna go with the Bucks. Yeah, how man. Are de- how are they gonna fit, defend the titles if if he's actually injured? And they make it worse. Let's see. We'll figure that out after after. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is a match to see who the best tag team of the world is. That's where. That's where. Um, Basically. Yeah. Yeah, but this has been like a dream match for for pretty much everyone. Three if you follow both of these tag teams, um, and they've always, even when the FTR was in was in WWE, and they they would go back and forth on Twitter and stuff like that, and. Um, FTR and all that stuff from uh, being the elite. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. This is, this is actually a hard. It is tough. There's no. Choice. There's no wrong. There's no wrong answer here. No, there isn't. Um, in where you know, like FTR is going to take advantage of that of that leg. Um, mm-hmm. Of uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I was gonna go with FTR, but I'm gonna oh, go with I, the Bucks. I, I I influenced you. Just color me oh, influencer. That's only because. That. They they're gonna work the leg the whole match and it's gonna be like a underdog type of thing, and then they're gonna they're gonna come out and win. It's gonna be like that. That's what's gonna happen. I think it's yeah. it's gonna be like a it's gonna look like they're gonna lose. They're not gonna be able to do any high flying stuff, um, obviously because he has a broken leg, and uh, it's gonna turn around. Because I, I think they also uh, learned from their mistakes from the last time they did that type of stipulation uh, with Cody, and it was like a. Why would you do that type of thing? And we've talked about it plenty of times. I just think the I think that whole stipulation as a whole is really I hate silly. It too, That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know why they added that because to me, like like we mentioned, you know, this is something that this is a match we've been dreaming about for about four years now, and it's so awesome. But now instead of being excited for the match, I'm just wondering like how they're going to book the finish because yeah. you know the Bucks obviously, uh, you know. For no matter what happens, this isn't going to be the last time the Bucks fight for the tag team belts. We know that. Right. So instead of just watching this awesome match between two great teams, now I'm just wondering how it's going to end. You know, so I, I, I hate that they put that stipulation on there, but uh, you know, my my spidey sense is telling me FTR is winning this match. I just feel like they kind of got the momentum right now. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the Bucks have really built themselves up to be able to take these guys out right now, but. Should be an awesome match either way, but yeah, just if if we can be a little bit critical for a minute, I, I really, really hate that they threw the stipulation on there. Same. All right, so let's go to our second to last match for the TNT Championship. Cody Rhodes. Again, we can call him Cody Rhodes now because WWE finally just canceled their trademark. Just Cody Rhodes. It. 
defending the TNT Championship against Darby Allen. Marco, how you see this one going? Oh man, this, this I hate how they. I mean, I don't hate it, but like uh, they do all like the the title matches one after another, so it's hard to like how many title changes are going to be in a pay per view and yeah. You know. Um, but I f- I feel Darby Allen's going to win. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling that um, it's a pay per view. It's a big event. Um, Cody's definitely not losing that title on regular TV, and if he is going to lose it, it's going to be on a on a big stage. And it's going to be Darby Allen. I think I've said this before. Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, they're they're like pretty much their second, like they're they're homegrown stars. They're their biggest yes. stars. That's um, exactly yeah. I mean, I'm going. I'm going with you know. Spoiler yeah. alert. I'm going with Darby, Darby Allen too. Yeah, it's Darby. Um, just because I think, like you said, those are like AEW's homegrown stars. They're like you know, it it would be really cool for them to be able to say like you know we made this guy. You know, this yeah. guy this guy went big like because of us, you know, and I feel like at this point, you know, Darby's proven himself, you know, to be a contender and to be a force. And I think, um, which is crazy to say that about such a small man, <laughs> but um, I, I think I, I could totally see them putting the belt on, yeah. on Darby Allen for this. And this is a perfect place for him too. the TNT title, I think is a perfect title for him at this, at this point. Right. Yep. I think we're going to see Cody kind of solidify this heel turn they've been teasing a little bit. You know, he beat beat Orange Cassidy a couple times, which Orange Cassidy is arguably the biggest baby face in AEW, and Darby Allen's right behind him. So I, th- I think we're going to see – I think Cody's going to win, and I think he's going to do it in a way that really kind of finally turns him to the dark side that he's been flirting with a little bit since he since he returned. See, I think Darby could win, and then we could get the heel turn from from Cody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I that, that, also, maybe that makes Cody, yeah. like, just freaking snap, you know, and then – because, you know, he already, he already lost it once and then had to get it back. So I yep. think um, – I think that could happen too. Yeah, as much as Cody fancies himself, you know, like the ultimate baby face, I, I really think he's kind of just a natural heel. Yeah. Uh, and, and one way or another, yeah, I think you kind of nailed it, Shane. Whether he wins or loses, I think we see a heel turn mm-hmm. out of Cody. On he's going to turn heel whether he wants to or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now it's time for the last match of our predictions. The finals of the number one contender tournament, a match almost a year in the makings. Kenny, the cleaner Omega against Hangman Adam Page. Sheena, you go first. Man, I gotta, I gotta go with Kenny Omega. I think they're trying to solidify this heel turn and really just make him like the top star that he should have been all along. Um, and I feel like this is this is that moment. So you know, he he's just slowly kind of been turning toward toward the dark side, and I think this is this is the time to just prove that he's like the top dog, and you know. He's he's Kenny the Cleaner's back. All right, Marco, what say you? Man, and this is for the uh for a um, number one contender spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I imagine whoever wins this is gonna be getting the title shot at uh, Revolution, the next pay per view. But didn't didn't isn't Murderhawk never got his title shot yet though? Oh yeah, from the um Yeah, he's so he's Casino so, Battle Royal. Yeah, so I, you, I think to me, I, I think Lance Archer. I think he's getting. I think he's a, a, a AEW Dynamite title defense. I don't think he's going to be a pay per view headliner. Well, he his well he he won that for the for the a shot at the world title, not the like the TNT title. So, are you going to have two number one contenders? Are they going to have to face each other? Like, how's that going to? So I, I think it's said for a future shot. I don't think they're calling it straight up number one contender. I okay, think it's right. future shot at the uh, championship. So yeah, I think Lance yeah, Archer. Yeah, be it first says in winner line. of this tournament final match gets a future world title shot. So okay. um, um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny. Kenny, Omega. I'm a Kenny Omega fan anyway. 
Um, I do love Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's great. I kind of like. I wish they would have pushed him a little bit more when the when the company started and made him one of the main like homegrown stars, but for some reason they didn't. They threw him in a tag team with Kenny Omega, and that was definitely successful. But it kind of hindered his his single run, essentially. So I think that I think Kenny Omega win. I think they're doing the right thing, making uh, Kenny Omega a heel right now because I think Kenny's got all the momentum right now too. I think yeah, the, the momentum, cleaner. I mean, yeah, I think the. Maybe, the Wins are in his favor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I yeah I think definitely think he's winning. I think he's gonna gonna pick his uh his championship shot wisely, depending on who has it um, at the time. But yeah, Kenny Omega. I'm gonna pick this one with my heart and not my brain, and say that Hangman pulls off the upset. I think you guys are right. Kenny's got the momentum right now, but I just love Adam Page so much. You know, I said it even when AEW's first starting up that this guy's gonna end up being the biggest star they have and, and honestly if i'm if i'm looking long range like over the next five to ten years i think it's adam page and montez ford i think that is the two brightest prospects in pro wrestling right now oh, yeah. I think both of those guys are going to be main eventing major shows uh for years to come so i just i love everything about hangman you know i love his you pulled look. for hangman for even before oh, AEW. Awesome. yeah was even like before a, AEW, yeah. yeah i've been on the hangman train for a long time i don't know why he just you know i've, I've watched a you know way more pro wrestling than anybody should probably ever watch in a lifetime. So I think I got a pretty <laughs> decent eye for this thing. And I just think he's makes for an awesome baby face. You know, the storyline has yeah. been a little up and down over the last year with the drinking thing. It's had its bright spots and that's, it's had some weeks where it's kind of seemed like it's just kind of running in circles, but I just think the guy's got so much charisma. He's an awesome performer and he's, you know, he switched from the trunks to the main event pants. You know, if you, uh, if you guys ever listen, went back to our recommendation, listen to the new generation, uh, project podcast, they always talked about how when people switch from trunks to pants, they immediately get elevated, you know, so (laughs) true. He's got his main event pants. Now he looks like a million bucks. Uh, (laughs) you know, dude really is just a stud. Um, so I'm pulling for him. Like yeah. I said, if I was putting money on it, I'd probably still say Kenny's going to win, but I'm going to bet with my my heart on this one and say that Hangman somehow pulls out the his upset. His ring fashion is impeccable. I mean, yeah. those cowboy the, shirts are the, sick, the embroidered shirts and like the chaps and like the, I, I just, I love it all. Yeah. I just no, think it's nobody amazing. Nobody has, uh, has more swag than Hangman right now. He's dripping every time he comes to the yeah. ring. There could be no doubt <laughs> He about that. looks amazing. All right, so... Uh, a couple of so so Sheena has held the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship since August 30th, but you know she's not undefeated. There's been a couple shows where it's just been a tie, and we've been doing the tie goes to the champion. So uh, this one's kind of impromptu. Neither one of you guys know this is coming. I got for the tiebreaker between you guys. Um, what match is going to go on last? And because Sheena is the champ, she gets first pick. And Marco, you so you got to pick something different. What is going to be the last match? Because it's a little bit muddled between those top three or four matches. So what do we think is going on last on Saturday night, Sheen? I I got to go with um, Eddie and Mox, dude. I think Eddie and Mox is going to be the main event. Um, I know the heel husband disagrees with me, but uh, I just don't think that there's any way they're putting a number one contenders match on before they put on, the, or uh, you know, at the end of the show, All right, even Mar- though as mage as it is, Marco, you're gonna have a chance to steal it. What, what's your best bet for if, if it's Could not the Mox box, and, and Eddie? Who's gonna be the I, main? I have to pick a different match. You said you got to pick a different match. This oh, is gonna be a See, I would have, I would have went with the with that with Mox and Kingston because I think that's gonna be the main event because mm-hmm. um, that's what they're selling the pay per view on. Yeah. Um, but if I mean. It could be Jericho and MJF. That could be the main event too, uh, with a with a crazy swerve. Okay. Um, 
But uh, oh, that's that's. that's so I would hard. say I would say your top contenders are definitely Hangman and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, the the Bucks versus FTR and possibly as a reach MJF versus Jericho. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Omega and uh, Hangman as the main event then. Yeah. I personally, I, I still think the Bucks and FTR is going on. So last. we all three have different matches. I'm, I'm curious to see what actually goes on last yeah. because, yes, yeah, Seth's been saying since the beginning he thinks it's going to be the the tag, the tag team match going to finish just, the show. It's been such a dream match, and AEW is always hyped up that you know their tag belts are considered a world championship, also. So I think it's going to be that, but it's going to be a great show. You know, I think it's it's got the at least on paper it's got the potential to end up being AEW's best pay per view so far. So I'm really really excited for yeah. for Saturday night to see how everything goes down. All right, so that wraps up the Chicks Top 6. It's now time for everybody's favorite segment of the week, and we got a ton to discuss this week. It's time for Go Figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is where we discuss the latest in wrestling figure news. We talk about our weekly purchases and everything in the world of wrestling collectibles. So this segment is sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using Chick Foley for 10% off all your purchases. Again, that's ringsidecollectibles.com. They are the number one source for online wrestling figure sales. So Marco, take it away with wrestling figure news. Oh, man. So a lot of, a lot of stuff was revealed today. Uh, uh, Ringside had their... Uh, ringside fest today um in the afternoon and there was a lot of uh reveals by mattel so should we just jump right into these let's just let's just dive in head first all right so they revealed a lot they see uh there's a lot of uh a lot of packaging and figure reveals uh there are so still some renders um uh nothing concrete like uh the edge uh the new edge figure that's coming out that was still a render there was no actual figure version of it yeah anything like that but um I don't even know where to start. Let's start with uh, let's start let's start with the let's start with the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble twenty twenty one that's coming out that series. Um, so if you guys have your um figures pulled up, that's yeah, uh, Stone Cold Steve right Austin, now. um, Titus, also Ultimate Warrior and Umaga. So what do you guys? You guys see the pictures? You see the packaging? You see the figures? What do you guys think of the whole set, and what do you think is the best figure out of that out of that set? So uh, I love the set, the Austin with the gold vest. That's been something that we've needed for a while. I'm glad we're finally getting that one, and then also the Titus. You know, Titus was supposed to be in uh, one of the NXT series. They ended up getting canceled, and that line got canceled. So glad we're finally getting a Titus. Um, obviously, anytime we get a chance to get some new characters out, that's always the best. So I think Titus is probably my most anticipated figure from that set. Sheena, she uh, she just stepped away for just a sec. She'll be right oh, back. Um, so uh, let me. I think uh, obviously Warrior Warrior is my uh, go to always, but I do like the Titus. The Titus is pretty awesome. Um, it has the uh, the Rumble Stumble Slide or whatever that his shirt says, which is pretty cool. Um, Umaga is pretty awesome as well. Um, I picked him as my uh, member to join the Bloodline too, so that's pretty sick. That we're, we're getting a Umaga figure. Uh, uh, next year. Yeah, so the only other one he had was the uh, the Elite Forty, and that one was a ways back. Yeah, yeah. So now he's de- he was definitely due for a uh, a new one. Uh, but that was like a uh, a rumor line a few months back. That was a Royal Rumble twenty twenty one line. Um, so it, it was actually right. Um, 
But yeah, no, I'm super excited. Um, they also did the. Uh, I'm not sure we they showed this before, but the packaging for the uh, WrestleMania um, elites that are coming out, uh, the ones with China Edge, uh, Shawn Michaels, and uh, Goldberg. Uh, what do you think of these? I know they had they had some um they had some different uh, pictures of like China holding the belt and all that stuff. Uh, did you get to see those? And if you oh, yeah. did, what do you think? Yeah, they're uh, they're nice, dude. Obviously, the WrestleMania figures they always have they always nail the packaging on those man very cool for the moc collectors it's just i i you know it's always a controversial pick with the moc collectors when they have the um you know the uh the build a figure parts right there you know i don't know how it's gonna look having a rocco right there with your yeah. <laughs> uh, your build a figure display um so we'll move along a little bit yeah they uh they the picture that they showed didn't have the uh the the edge uh, edge uh, the bat that he had. One of them looked kind of bent, but this one looks a little bit straight. So that's yeah, he that's got his blue shoe like we talked about. <laughs> uh, we I think we talked about that last week, but that was kind of funny that they actually had it. They straightened out the bat, so unless they did some photoshopping and fixed it. Um, <laughs> but they do have. Uh, they also showed the packaging and uh, figures for Elite Series eighty one. Uh, that's with the uh, the Street Profits, Bianca Belair. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, both uh, regular and Chase variant, as well as uh, stunning Steve Austin. Um, in uh, yeah, and they, I love the stunning Steve Austin because it comes with the um, the director's clip thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very um, cool figure. Um, my question is for that: Do you buy two Austin so you get both? You get the uh, tag title, so you can have two of them. Yeah, um, so I already have mine pre-ordered, man. So I, I am buying two, and um, I'm I'm looking at possibly getting the Elite Forty Seven Brian Pillman to make into a custom. You know, I feel I definitely I feel like I need uh, I need the custom. Uh, I need the Hollywood Blonde. So yeah. I'm, I'm already reaching out to uh, to a few of our different customers. I think Sheena's been working on it also to try to get it set up to get a. Uh, uh, a Brian Pillman made because if you guys follow action figure attacks, his running Q and a that he's got going on uh, the wrestling figure forums, he said that it's going to be a while before that WCW tag belt gets released again. So I took that uh, to mean that we're not really close to getting a Brian Pillman in the Hollywood blondes look. So I'm going to try to take matters in my own hands and, and get that made. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's the, uh, the right way to go. And uh, especially with the, uh, I, I like the back. Have you seen the, like, because they show the whole packaging, the front and back. So the stunning Steve Austin one, they don't highlight any of his WWE stuff. It's all oh, WCW, yeah, it's WCW, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if that's like a little Easter egg or anything like that, but they it's a, a totally completely different figure. So it's not Stone Cold Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin, which I thought was pretty uh, pretty unique with that with that packaging and stuff like that. And we're technically getting three Austin figures next year, which is pretty insane. You get the stunning. You get the Royal Rumble uh, Stone Cold, and you get the we'll talk about later the Ultimate Edition uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, awesome, which yeah, is pretty cool. Um, moving on to uh, Elite Series eighty two patch, same thing packaging figure reveals. They did reveal the the Chase variant of uh, Keith Lee, uh, which is pretty awesome. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually uh, I held up the recording of the show tonight by about two minutes because as soon as I saw <laughs> that, I immediately went on ringside. And ordered it, so it costs a little bit, but I don't want to have the anxiety having to wait to try to hunt it. That that figures a must have. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's definitely yeah. It's 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 a, that that might be my new uh, my new custom figure. I know we I know we talked about Daniel Cormier being my uh being my <laughs> figure, but I think you can get the uh, Keith Lee, uh, do some modifications and get the same type of uh same type of MVP figure. So 
if you guys are looking out there and you want to get an MVP figure, definitely get either Keith Lee or the uh, Daniel Cormier uh, figure out there. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty awesome. That uh, I I like the John Morrison too. That's probably one of yeah, my favorites as well. Out of that line. I kind of I took the uh, I right now for my John Morrison in my collection. I got a mashup between Elite Four and the Survivor Series Elite. But yeah, I got a feeling that this new John Morrison is going to uh, is going to take its place. It's a pretty awesome figure. Yeah, and I like the uh, the Finn Balor, the updated Finn Balor figure. Uh, again, kind of like the NXT um, Finn Balor with the uh, he has the uh, the tattoo on his hands. That was like the big the big reveal there that he has the extra he has a new tattoo that he got and stuff like that. So yeah, I was actually a little bummed out about this one. I mean, that's a great looking figure. I was really hoping we got the all white Finn from uh, his match with the Fiend at SummerSlam, but I guess uh, yeah. I guess they didn't want to make a figure of him from his, you know, when he got squashed in three minutes. But I always thought I thought that was a pretty cool look for Finn, even though he did get his ass kicked. Oh, maybe they'll do it in the uh, maybe they'll do it in the SummerSlam series for next year. Maybe they'll throw the all white uh, Finn Balor. Who knows? Yep, yep um, possibly. But yeah, so we won't go into the other because most of them are like some of them are renders. And we've already seen like Sasha Banks and and Baron Corbin and all stuff, but the Dusty Rhodes that was revealed. Um, for the pretty next awesome, year. Man. So yeah. when I saw when I saw the pre-orders go up, you know, Ringside is usually pretty good about giving us hints on what the figure is going to look like with the the kind of the actual photograph that's used in the pre-orders, and they showed the red and black polka dots. So I was a little skeptical, you know, because I already I already have an NWA Dusty from I think that was Elite sixty three, and then I have the Legends Dusty in the black and yellow. So when I saw that it was going to be black and and red polka dots, I was like, ah, eh, I don't know, but. Seeing it, it looks awesome. You know, he's got he's got the poncho, he's got the whatever that is. I don't know if that's like a hawk's claw or what that's supposed to be around his neck with the hat. So I think yeah, this is going to be one I go ahead and add to the collection. Very cool looking figure. Yeah, again, I I kind of like it too because I like the red and black scheme because now you can like kind of match it up with the uh, the Dustin Rhodes figure that's coming out uh, for AEW. That's where oh he's yeah, red I didn't and even think about too. that too. Yeah, um, so I'm not sure if that was like a nod or like a. Um, kind of like a kind of like a thing like, hey, you can uh, put these two together and kind of have like a father and son type of thing. But yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, it's it's the uh, it's the red and black scheme. And Dustin Rhodes on uh, the AEW side, his figure is going to be red and black. So you can do like a like a father son tag team combination with that, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll we'll skip ahead and we'll go to the uh, the uh, the ultimate edition reveals the actual figure reveals of the Fiend and uh. In uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, um, what are your thoughts on? I I I've seen a lot of the comments on the Hulk Hogan one. There's some. It's pretty much like split. Um, a lot of people want more soft goods. I I'm, I think they're uh, referring to the boa being soft goods, but I I don't think that's like a big like a deal breaker. Um, and they were comparing it to the Storm Collectibles version of of Hulk Hogan. But uh, yeah, so you really you can't help but compare it to the Storm Collectibles one because yeah. That figure was just so well executed. You know, if it wasn't so for anybody that doesn't have the uh, the Storm Collectibles figures, the one thing about those is it's just the structure of the figures. So the crotch piece on those, we're, we're, we're getting super nerdy, super deep into this analysis right now. But Marco, do you got any of the Storm Collectibles Hogan's? I do not know. No, okay, so the weird it. thing about them is that the crotch piece is like soft rubber. Like you could like pinch it together. You know, that's mm-hmm. how soft it is. It's just... And that's done to kind of improve the articulation and stuff on them, but it, it makes it kind of it's it makes for a funky kind of figure. Um, so that's really the only criticism on it, though. Aside from that, it's perfect. You know, like if I, I when I first got that figure, you know, I I think uh, 
I, I think I posted and said that it was the best figure in, uh, you know, the history of wrestling figure collectibles. Cause it's so awesome. The head sculpt's amazing. Mm-hmm. All the accessories, they nailed it. And the thing about it is though, that in Mattel's defense is Mattel's making way more toys than storm collectibles. You know, storm collectibles is, you know, kind of like a craft beer. It's a small batch. They can yeah. put just a ton of TLC into it. Uh, as opposed to Mattel, who's cranking out thousands of thousands of figures every single day. So, um, and the price point on those yeah, but, uh, Storm Collectibles is a lot higher. Yeah, you know Storm I mean? Collectibles so. is way more expensive too. But just just keeping it real, you know, I'll wait till I get it in hand to make a judgment. And I'll definitely be picking up Mattel's take on Hollywood Hogan. But it's, the, you know, Storm Collectibles set the bar pretty freaking high. And off the first look, I think Mattel is, uh, you know, they're going to have their work cut out for him to top what Storm did. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about the, uh, the, feed, the feed figure reveal? Um, oh, I love it. I think it's pretty much immediately made Elite 77 Fiend irrelevant, you know, with the uh, the molded jacket arms and stuff. I just yeah. I think it's a sick figure. You know, I, you know, Elite 77 was awesome. That was a great figure as well. Um, awesome. And I was impressed at how quickly Mattel was able to get out the Fiend. But the Ultimate Edition looks awesome. You know, that it's title got the belt is like multiple insane. head sculpts. We get the Fiend belt. Um, yeah, just perfection i i really cannot wait to add this even though hulk hogan that figure has been five years in the making i'm actually more excited for the fiend than i am for hollywood hogan oh yeah definitely um yeah i, I was looking at that and i was just like it looks way more detailed than the uh than the SummerSlam feed that came out um just like the i mean definitely the articulation is going to be there as well so you can do all the the crazy poses that he does you can actually do the the crazy bend backwards yeah. pose that yeah. he does like pretty flawlessly on that um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited about that. I didn't want to, I, I actually skipped one of them. So like the honorable mention, Jerry King law looks awesome as well. Yeah, he does. So if you guys seen that one, um, that looks pretty, that looks pretty sick. That's I like that the one my, uh, right now that the Jerry law we have is, um, from hall of fame series four with the, uh, the red and black cape, which is an awesome figure yourself, but it's got, it's got the hard plastic cape and yeah. stuff. So, and this yeah, one's like a, and it looks like this is, uh, the Jerry Lawler we have right now, the one from Hall of Fame Series 4, that was like an 80s USWA style Jerry Lawler. This one looks like he's like early 90s from when he came into WWE and was, or WWF at the time. He yeah. was feuding with Bret Hart and stuff. So pretty cool figure. I'm, I'm glad we're getting another king. Yeah. Um, the other one too, the uh, Alexa Bliss, it actually looks good. The head sculpt. I'm not sure if you guys uh, see that. It doesn't look all crazy like the the previous Alexa Bliss figures that, that have come and gone. And that's um, the actually, first time we're getting right. the the tag team, the women's tag team titles. Yeah, which is pretty awesome as well. So, yeah, yeah I already have two Alexas on order because I'm a psychopath because I don't really want those women tag team belts. Oh, but, of course, uh, that's, I mean yeah. that's that's really cool figure. I, I still think that, you know, the the first Elite Alexa, the Elite 53, that one was so awesome that I feel like they've been chasing that figure ever since for for Elite Alexas. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, We'll skip Series 83 because we've seen all the renders for it. Yeah. Um, as far as like Edge and you know, uh, Drew McIntyre and all that stuff. Um, moving on to 84. Um, I'm not sure if we've seen these. I don't, I definitely don't remember. I think Seamus came up, um, but I know they revealed, uh, Zelina Vega as an elite, as well as, uh, Liv. Yeah. Uh, her new look as well. Yeah. Liv is going to be an 85. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So let's do be an 85. That's right. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, kind of looking at a list here. Yeah. Cause that's going to be with, uh, Alistair Black, uh, carrying cross 
Um, and uh, unfortunately, Selena Vega is going to be a Target exclusive, and we know how we know how amazing they do on their exclusives. Oh so. yeah, definitely. I mean, that's they do a great job with their yeah. exclusives. I don't, I don't know we what you're trying Scarlet to. I don't know what you're getting at. Uh, if we're getting uh, Scarlet's definitely got to be in the uh, in the works for yeah. sure. I, I feel like oh, Scarlet's yeah. the money maker on that act, dude. Carry and wrestle, but I feel like Scarlet's who people are paying money to see for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we we also forgot our uh, series. Uh, Eighty three is also going to have uh, the uh, the man, Michael P. S. Hayes. Um, oh yeah, the yeah, regular yeah, yeah. that Walmart exclusive. We ordered. Waiting to see what kind of uh, what what robe he comes with. You know, I, I doubt we're going to get the uh, the classic Confederate flag robe, even though that's kind of what the Freebirds were most famous for. Cool so. Yeah, I don't know if maybe we'll get <laughs> Texas flag. I don't know what we're going to get, but yeah, they got to do something. But Hopefully we get the rest of them. I hope we get, you know, Jimmy Jam Garvin and, and uh, Bam Bam Terry Gordy also. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be pretty. So maybe that's a, maybe that's like the start of it. See how well that does. Yeah. And then down the line, add the others. Um, but the so we'll move on to the uh, this is this, I didn't think this was going to happen, but they're actually making a uh, Boneyard match figure. I know. I was literally just looking at that. Yeah. The Boneyard figure looks Boneyard great. Undertaker. Yeah. Wow. We got to get the AJ to go with it, though. We need AJ in jeans and stuff, man. So. Oh yeah, no, it's AJ definitely coming. Uh, this is the uh, this is the feeler one. They definitely uh, they definitely come with. They they should have made an elite two pack. That'd have been pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. That been uh, awesome. we need uh, we need the add on of the Good Brothers. Uh, we need we need a you know a little vial of Carl Anderson's ashes after he got blown up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the less said about Carl Anderson this week, the better. You oh know, yeah, yeah. Carl Anderson's had a bad he's, week. He's, I totally forgot a, about uh, that. He's a close second to the. Uh, the presidential election on shit that we do not feel like talking about on. The yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. We'll, keep, we'll keep those keep two, those two yeah. issues off the, off the show. We want to, we totally, want to be entertaining. Yeah, totally forgot. Yeah. Totally <laughs> forgot about Carl Anderson's, uh, beef or his drama. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so with, with undertaker, he was actually, so they kind of, the thing I'm looking at, they kind of split the pictures, but they put, uh, the one I, the original photo I seen the renders was carrying cross and undertaker together. So carrying cross is going to have a, uh, an elite, in the same series, um, you know, a lot of talks of him probably be like the, like the most sold out, like, like people get, that's going to be like the most sold out pre-order. That's what, yeah. um, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. Um, it says it's going to include a soft goods, black trench coat too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, they should, they should definitely stay with the soft goods stuff. Cause the hard plastics is, I mean, yeah, you can only do so much with it. Um, but yeah, both those figures, I mean, they look pretty insane. Uh, them together. I thought it was like when they because they actually had them together. I thought it was like an elite two pack of carrying <laughs> cross and uh, boneyard undertaker. I was like, why the hell they put these two together? But um, it was just they just revealed them at the same time, that type of thing. Um, moving on, we'll go to the uh, ultimate edition. The new reveals for the ultimate edition is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair. Um, yeah, those look. They look great. Yeah, they, so the they, Austin. I'm just wondering why has he got the yes fingers, man. Like, who are they trying to fool with that, man? I give, know. Us, give us our t- bill. If you're listening out there, give us articulated fingers. That's what we want. You don't got to do the middle finger. Just give us articulated fingers. We can take it from there. man. Yeah. You want these you want these ultimate editions to be the best figures in the entire world. Like give Stone Cold Steve Austin articulated <laughs> fingers. Yeah. Like nobody is buying that. He is pointing to the sky like freaking Trish Stratus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he. He's throwing a bird. He's giving you the the fu, and 
we we all want it. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not an ultimate edition Steve Austin without that without yeah. that capability. The flare is cool. I'm sure it's gonna look amazing once we get the robe. Um, the Austin it kind of is what it is. You know, it's hard to get super excited about it, but. I think we talked about it a couple weeks back. It is definitely needed. You just you had to have him, even though yeah. uh, you know it's he's not it's not going to set the world on fire. Get a new Stone Cold Elite because at the end of the day, he's always going to be black trunks and the leather vest. But I'm glad we're getting it. He's definitely needed because you know he he's probably you know he's either number one or number two depending on who you take out of him or Hogan as the you know biggest star in wrestling history. So I'm I'm glad we're getting him added to the Ultimate Edition line. Yeah, definitely. Um... Not to skip over this, I totally forgot about this. They actually showed the packaging and uh and the figures for the uh Mr. T and Roddy Piper Elite Two Pack. Um did you guys see these? And if you oh, did, yeah. what do you they, what do you think? Great, man. The, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be adding these to the collection or not, just because it was just kind of a random match that I I'm not a huge fan of. I thought the match was kind of you know, garbage for lack of a better term. Yeah. But the figures look great. It's cool that we're getting boxing hands. There's a lot you could probably do with those if uh you know, if those pegs work with the um with the other elites, you know, it'd be cool to just get boxing glove hands just to do some cool fig photography and stuff. Yeah. Figures look amazing. You know, they both come with soft goods robes. Um so I I love the figures, you know, from that standpoint. But just for my personal collection, probably won't be making it because I already got I already got a couple different pipers and then I got the Mr. T from Comic Con this year, which was awesome. But I obviously I'm a huge fan of Mattel digging deep and grabbing, you know, event specific figures and stuff. So very cool release. Um, but just probably not for my personal taste. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea that uh like you say with the uh the boxing gloves, because I mean a lot of fig fig photographers can do different types of things. And um and since you guys you know you guys have the uh the ICW um, the Instagram Championship Wrestling. You guys can do your own bra for all now. That's right. Your, to like, that's you can right. do an ICW that's bra for all, wow. and that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm playing the scenes for my own uh, for my own benefit and see if you guys will actually. Uh, <laughs> I can, get I can that already going. see. The, I can already see the wheels turning in Seth's head right now. <laughs> hey, uh, going back a little bit, one thing we didn't mention on uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, we're a rumble figure is that we're finally getting the yellow IC belt. Yeah. Yes. He came with the WrestleMania six warrior, yep. the multiple, the multiple times he's been released, but for whatever reason he didn't. So I'm glad we're finally getting that belt, even though Sheena already made that for us. You know, if you guys didn't know, Sheena is actually an excellent belt customizer. I think we had about five or six custom belts that she's put together. Um, but yeah, pretty cool that we're finally getting that belt. Yeah, definitely. Um, trying to think of, was there was anything else? Yeah, oh, oh, how can I totally forget about this? Jeez, ringside exclusive, Ultimate Warrior. Um, this figure is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I was like, what the? I was like, is this real? I was, I was like, is this a real thing? Is this a real thing? Uh, that was like the last one of the last things they revealed uh, that I seen on on Twitter. Um, it was probably like the main event type I of thing that they is, threw out there. I think this is probably um, the most requested warrior look of the ones that we haven't gotten yet released yeah. by Mattel. So, you know, I, I don't, I honestly, I'm a huge warrior fan. He's, you know, he's definitely in my top five all time. I don't really know what else they could do after this one for Mattel. They've pretty much done all of his iconic uh, looks now and they're going to start digging deep. So this yeah. one is, is amazing. Um, we talked a little bit when we were kind of just chatting before the show went on. Before this, it was the Jax Series 2 Bone Crunching Action was the best take on this Warrior look. So I still love that one. That one's got a special place in my heart just because I played with that figure a ton when I was getting the Jax BCAs. Um, but this figure is awesome. I really can't wait for this. I think it's probably my it, – it's between this and the Chase Keith Lee for my favorite figure that was shown today. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it, it, especially it being a, like a ringside exclusive too, is um, pretty mind blowing as well. I was like, I was like, Holy crap. It, it, it's a warrior. That's a ringside exclusive. So yeah, I can't um, wait to see what the packaging looks like. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm uh, yeah. probably most looking forward to. And uh, we already have the, uh, the network spotlight, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley from back in 2016. So we can totally recreate the squash, uh, from WrestleMania 12. You yeah. Guys see, you guys didn't, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a quick, you know, uh, an unofficial retro recommendation. Go back and watch that, you know, for as strong as, as Triple H has, has been over the years in WWE, go back and watch this to see where he started at because he got squashed in about two minutes. Under, uh, Ultimate Warrior just totally no-sold the pedigree and got up and whooped his ass. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now we know where Triple H has done in the years since. <laughs> yeah, he was no match for the for the power of the Warrior. No. We'll put it, we'll put it that way. Um, but other than that, speaking of Triple H, they actually there's another Elite Two pack that they announced as well. Um, it's uh, Triple H as well as Jeff Hardy. Um, and it comes with the uh, the Attitude Era Inter- Intercontinental Title as well. Um, so did these guys fight over the Intercontinental Title? I I don't remember this. Maybe this was in one of my wrestling blind spots. I saw the I saw the pics of it, but I do not remember this being like a thing. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, my memory is like super bad with that type of stuff, but um, I'm pretty sure they had a when Triple H. I think it was around like the two man power trip type of uh, that. Yeah, that that's era. right. He did when he did win the belt when they were doing the two man power trip. Yeah, so, um, it was like I think it was uh, 2008. The, uh, uh, no, well, that yeah. was the two man power trip was two thousand Um Yeah, that was way back. So I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think what it was. It yeah. might have. I would have had to be, yeah, because Triple H, I don't think he was even messing with the Intercontinental title. By yeah, no, not, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was like, yeah, like 2001, maybe. Yeah. Two, yeah, it was around there. Yeah, two, that's yeah what right after WrestleMania 17. So, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, you know, I guess you know, Jeff Hardy figures always sell. We've talked about it before. The Hardy boys, for anything else you want to say about them, both those guys have stayed the highest levels of over for 20 plus years. So, Jeff Hardy figures always sell. Um, and I, I guess that's why they're cranking this one yeah, out. But Jeff seen- Hardy versus Triple H Intercontinental Title Match Raw, April sixteenth, two thousand and one. Yep. Yeah, it just seems like uh, you know I don't know how they came up with this as the the next two pack, but I'm sure it's going to sell. That the Attitude Era IC Title, something that we haven't seen a lot. I can't even remember. I think the last time it was released may have been with the the Nation of Domination two pack with the Rock and Farouk back in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, including that belt and a Jeff Hardy figure, I'm sure it's going to sell. It makes business sense, but I probably could have picked a few more two packs. I would have rather seen instead. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that might be it for all the reveals. I don't think we. I'm sure we're missing something, but I mean, there was so so much. Yeah, it. if you go, um, Street Profits look awesome. We got to see yeah. some more shots. Some the best shots we've seen so far. The Street Profits, they look great. Yeah, three profits. Um, did you see the fan takeover line? We started to see the shots of those. Yes, that's right. Spaces. The fan takeover line. That's right. So the Ricky Steamboat. I feel like we've gotten that Ricky Steamboat before. That looks like a straight mm-hmm. re-release from the uh, the uh, Harley flashback. Race yeah, the flashback set. Yeah, the white yeah. trucks. That looks like a straight re-release. The Adam Cole. I'm still pissed. So you, if you guys don't know, we could have got Adam and the fan takeover line. This was like my big gripe with the fan takeover. You know, we could have got Adam Cole in the gray camo, which we've got all of the all other, the other undisputed, undisputed era uh, guys released. But instead, we're getting another Adam Cole in black trunks. So, yeah, that's why I say th- they need to just be posting this on figure groups for the fan takeover. Um, we're getting Seth Rollins from WrestleMania 35. Awesome look. Yep. Can't, that, that one's kind of hater proof. You know, it was an awesome look from an amazing match because it was a, he was the first guy besides Goldberg to really beat Brock clean. And then 
There was one other one. What was the other thing? Oh, uh, and and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, yeah. Shayna Baszler's pretty badass too. It looks like they finally got the NXT Women's Championship right, also with the silver yeah, uh, X. That's, that's another figure that uh, that Sheena did a custom or another belt that Sheena made a custom of that was uh, a little bit better than what Mattel did. So cool, Shayna Baszler figure. But yeah, I think that's about it. What else do we got in uh, figure news this week, Marco? Oh man, uh, let me uh, let me go through the notes here. Um, so obviously on ringside you have the uh, Elite eighty three, uh, as well as Series uh, one sixteen pre orders now live. So definitely head over there. Use code Chick Foley for ten percent off your order if you do. Um, I already, I believe I I ordered a few of. Them. I don't think I did the whole set. Uh, just uh, I just I I like to pick and choose which ones I like. Um, pre order on there. So yeah, definitely do that. Um, uh, Blue Beanie actually has some figures coming out. I forget the company that it's called, but they're actually in the style of retros. So all the people that are, you know, they want the uh, the clearing for retros and stuff like that, and you want your retro fix, uh, the Blue Beanie actually has a uh, figure coming out that's in that style. Retro style figures? Yeah, and he's, uh, he's actually doing that pose, that dance that he does with his hands in the air, kind of like the Gorilla Press Slam type of move. So uh, if, you'd, if you want to add that to your collection, definitely... Uh, I think I'm not sure where you uh where you would order it. I'm not. I think they're just renders that they're showing at at the moment. Um, it's called from the mind of Meaty, I believe is the name of the series. So what is uh, there may be more mind? coming down the line. Okay, pretty cool. Um, I'm still so, uh, surprised w- that Mattel hasn't tried to get the rights to him. He's so so toyetic for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, blue. Oh yeah, see right four. here. Yeah, those are some cool looking figures. Oh, yeah. so it's by Cella. So that's the same guys yeah. that made the. Uh, the Nick Aldis uh, Hasbro style right, figure yeah. also. Yeah. Nice. It looks pretty, it looks cooler than the uh, Nick Aldis one for some reason. Yeah, it definitely not, does. We yeah. mean very toyetic. Um, next up, the, uh, so the, so the, uh, the Undertaker, uh, the pop, the glow in the dark one is actually on a WWE shop as an exclusive now. Um, and the only difference is the, the Amazon, the, just, there's an Amazon sticker, obviously, on the Amazon version, uh, but you can actually yeah, hardcore uh, fungo collectors. That's kind of stuff's a big deal. Yeah, so if you uh, you missed out on the uh, Amazon, head over to WWE Shop. I actually checked it out; it's there, and it has the uh, it has the uh, WWE exclusive uh, sticker on it. So, yeah, definitely head over there and pick that up if you're if you're interested. In it. It, it it looks pretty cool. It's in the same vein as the um, kind of like the Ghostbuster. Um, crossover Undertaker yeah, that came out so clear. Yeah, they uh, it looks it looks pretty decent. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, we were talking about the uh, the Facebook group. Uh, AEW Chase figures popping up at Walmart. Um, pretty I've seen crazy. a lot a lot of pictures popping up on Twitter just with different. Just it seems like in the South they're starting to pop up a lot. Uh, both Cody and. And uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, Joey Harrison, um, one of our Foley fam, He his buddy found two in one day. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. insane. He insane. two in one day. It was, it was ridiculous. But guess what? Still no Brandy's. How about that? She's the more yeah. elusive yeah. chase figure. The true chase. The true chase. You can have your uh, you can have your uh, one of 1,000 or one of 500. Yeah, give me a little Bran Bran. Yeah, little Bran Bran's the, uh, the, real, the real pick of the litter there. Yeah. Um, so speaking of AEW and Rivaled, uh, they actually, um, thanks to our Russell Box UK on Twitter, they actually had a list of the AEW Unrivaled uh, Collection Series 3 figures that are coming out. Um, 
And I want to get your thoughts on this because a lot of people are kind of like, eh, why they do this type of thing. So Young Bucks are in this series. So that takes up two slots already. Um, you have Darby Allen, who's a standard in a 500 rare edition. So he's going to be a uh, yeah, kind of like a chase figure. The first one I'm going to go for is chase looks pretty cool with the, the chase has got the paint going all down the chest and stuff. So yeah, that's going to be the first um, AW chase. I'm kind of actively hunting. Yep. And you have uh, orange Cassidy. Um, but I think we do. We've seen uh, Darby Allen, orange Cassidy. Supposedly orange Cassidy is going to be able to put the hands in his pockets. I still want to see how they execute that, but supposedly we're going to be able to do hands in pockets with orange Cassidy. That's going to be sick. It's going to be probably the best figure ever if they can do that. Um, but, uh, so, uh, Rio is, uh, also, uh, in that line. So she's a standard and of, in a one of 1000 chase edition. Um, and then ended it with a uh, pox. So a bastard park is going to be in this. So, uh, my question to you guys was, do you think they could have taken the young bucks out and added two other figures in it? Um, no. besides, no, I don't think so because, you know, Darby, orange, Rio, and, and even Pac. They're not super known to like the mainstream, uh, you know, wrestling community. I think, uh, you know, Mattel's, you know, Bill's mentioned this a lot. An action figure tag mentioned this with Mattel. You got to have the anchors of the line. You know, yeah. people complain about, you know, it used to be John Cena, but now it's kind of Roman and Seth. You know, why Why is there AJ. a Roman or a Seth AJ. or an AJ in every two right. or three sets? And it's you got to have those anchors to get the sell through, you know, and I think I think the bucks are what it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. if you got... Obviously, we're hardcore figure collectors and hardcore wrestling fans. We want the Darbies. We want the Rios. You know, we want Orange Cassidy. We want, you know, Dark Order number five, Dark Order number six. We're going to buy whoever they put out. But for the people with, you know, kids and stuff, at the end of the day, that's what these lines are still geared towards. They're going to want the Bucks, you know. So they're going to pick up the Bucks and then maybe they'll grab Orange Cassidy. Maybe they'll grab Rio, you know. So I. Yeah. I don't have an issue with the uh, with, with the Bucks being in there. Um, I, I get it from a business sense. Obviously, we always want to see these lines keep going deeper and deeper, getting the more obscure characters. But I, I understand the need to have the Bucks in the, in uh, yeah, every couple sets. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to see the uh, Jurassic Express. That's like the the I think that like Luchasaurus is a figure that like everyone wants. I think. Yeah, That's I don't know why they're waiting on that one. He's definitely one of the most toyetic guys we've ever seen. Yeah, so that's that's why that's why I was that they, I think that's what like the consensus was with the box being in it and like having everyone else. It was like, where's was Jungle Boy? Where's Luchasaurus? Like, maybe they're gonna do a three pack. Who knows? It's a possibility right. they could do that. But uh, but yeah, but here you guys are. Yeah, de- definitely agree with that. Um, you definitely need like the anchor, um, uh, guys in there to to keep the line going and stuff like that. So I would assume like the next line is probably going to have another Cody or another Jericho or yeah, Kenny Omega, something like Kenny, that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what do you have I any purchases this week, Marco? Oh man. Oh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So actually yeah. finally ringside, I finally got it. Finally came in little brand brand actually showed up to nice. my doorstep. So I have a little brand brand and as well as, uh, the Bucks and Omega and Cody. I already had a Jericho, so I didn't. I needed Jericho, so um, I made the mistake of ordering. I think I ordered Kenny Omega, and he was the latest delivery out of everybody. Uh, so I had to wait till the Kenny Omegas were um, available. So pretty much got that set now. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, what else? Oh, so I actually stumbled upon this pretty. Pretty huge. I didn't get to post a picture today. I'll probably post it tomorrow. Complete set of Decade of Domination. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, Natalia, Mark Henry, um, Undertaker. Uh, I mean, I grabbed the, also the, uh, the Undertaker 30 year one as well. So nice. I'll so Mark, a Henry was, that. Mark Henry was the only one of those that we added to the collection. I actually haven't seen any of those in person yet. Ha- having them in hand, which figure do you think is the best out of that set? Oh my God. Uh, they're all, they're all really good. Um, I was kind of, I, I was kind of thrown off cause I didn't notice the Undertaker had black hands, like black gloves. Yeah, that was, and I thought that was a you know a Mattel mistake at first. No, but it, it turns is. out his first match, he actually had yeah. the black gloves on. Yeah, black gloves. I was like, which did the like, great shortly after. So I got the figures. And I'm like, wait. I was like, why is his hands black? I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and, I, and I looked on the back, and they like they kind of like show the on the side. You can see the picture of uh, of his per- first appearance. That's how they do it. Um, and it, he is wearing black gloves, so yeah. they kind of say that. But the best one, the Reedy Orton's really good. Like the uh, the young Randy Orton with the uh, like the the Bieber hair, yeah, the bangs and everything, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 that one's actually really really good. Um, the the John Cena is really good too, but um, I mean obviously the Mark Henry that's a, that was a long overdue one there, but uh, I think that yeah, the I think the Randy Orton's actually probably the best one out of in my opinion anyway. Yeah, honestly, but uh, I've seen those really shippers. Uh, I've seen the the those shippers, the huge displays at Walmart stuff. So I actually. I've been wanting to do some fig hunting lately, but I've just been, I've been straight up swamped at work, man. I've been wanting to go and hunt for that, uh, you know, the decade of domination display at Walmart. And then I've been looking for the, the NECA, um, set for the turtles of, uh, the Triceratron and the roadkill Rodney. I really want to add those roadkill Rodneys to the collection, but I've been busy. So I got the day off tomorrow. So I may go out and do some fig hunting tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, other than that, nothing else. Just, uh, just waiting patiently for the uh, for the ultimate edition. Oh, actually, no, I got my Walter. That's right, my Volta, my Volta came in. Um, an honor, honorable mention. We don't we don't really talk about NXT UK, um, and it's not a retro recommendation. But if you haven't watched uh, the Walter match, um, that match last, is off the chain. With oh the, my god, dragging off. Yeah, that match. Yeah, that that. If you want to see some like brutal, just dudes beat the crap out of each other. And being uncomfortable while watching it, definitely watch that match. You're like, it's you're it's 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 not like anything you've ever seen as far as like a like a sports entertainment match. Yeah, is concerned, it's like off the charts. But yeah, that's that's it for my purchases. But yeah, so pretty pretty good haul this week. So for us, I had uh, I we also got the Walter Elite, awesome figure, ringside. You know, Mattel, you guys nailed it. Awesome packaging for your MOC collector, but. Really great figure, um, and then we kind of we we're a little bit across the board on figures for this week. So we got the Rock Ultimate Edition from Amazon after the heartbreak last week of getting, uh, you know, Charlotte in its place. Luckily, Amazon made it right. You know, within a couple of days, we had our Rock Ultimate Edition. I think probably the best Rock figure that's ever been released. So great figure there. Um, we got the basic Rhea Ripley. So it, you know, it was a good first start for Mattel getting Rhea Ripley. I'm I'm looking forward to getting an Elite. Of her, but the head sculpt was on point. Obviously, there's only so much you can do with the basic body style. So I, I don't know. Think, I don't think they. I don't think they 100 captured Rhea Ripley. She's kind of got a unique build, but the head yeah. sculpt was really good. So glad to have her in the collection until we can replace it with an elite. Then I got the retro gold dust again. We've been talking about it kind of since I came on the show. I'm, I'm kind of brick by brick, piece by piece, putting together my um, retro slash Hasbro collection. I got gold dust this week. Awesome figure. It's, you know, the gold dust that they had in the retro line was kind of early era gold dust from 95, 96. So really great figure. And then 
we talked about our friends Chalkline. You know, they sponsor our Inside the Square Circle Chicks Top Six segment. I got three more pairs of Chalkline shorts. You guys know I'm obsessed with those. I'm actually wearing the Chalkline Shredder shorts this week, but I added the the Macho Man, the Madness shorts from when he was in NWO. I added those. We got the Killer Clowns from Outer Space shorts added to the collection. Awesome. And then uh, they released the HBK all over print shorts from last week. The kind of that iconic 1995 HBK t-shirt with the black and teal. They released some shorts inspired by that t-shirt. Um, and I, I picked those up. So that, that was it for me. Um, so a little bit lighter than the last couple of weeks. I, was, I went more heavy on the merch than I did on the wrestling figures. But hopefully with all these ringside uh, fest reveals, we start getting some releases coming hot and heavy and we can beef up the weekly purchases for the figures. So that's Definitely. it for go figure this week. Went a little bit deep because of ringside fest, but you know, let us know what you guys thought, what you guys favorite reveals were and what figures you guys are most excited to pick up in the first part of 2021. And it is now time for quarantine and chill. El Idolo. All right, Quarantine and Chill is where we give you guys a uh, non-in-ring wrestling-related recommendation to to kind of help pass the time while everybody's still cooped up on the weekends. Marco, did you have anything for this week? Um, not not really. No, I haven't I haven't been able to uh, sit down and watch anything. Um, been watching the same stuff, so been yeah, watching the boys and stuff I'm, like that. I'm kind of um, going with a throwback pick, also. So this is something yeah. that uh, I watched the first season. Um, a while back, and I think there's a second season on Netflix now. It's Ugly Delicious. So this is a show by uh, Chef Dave Chang. So he's uh, you know a little bit of a famous chef. He runs the the Mamafuku restaurants, which are kind of Korean inspired restaurants. They got some really good food, um, and it's just an awesome show. He picks a different type of cuisine or region for each episode, and they just dive deep. It's beautifully shot. It's in 4K HDR, so it looks amazing. All the food looks really good, and it's some really interesting stories also. So uh, I believe you got 12 episodes on Netflix. You can check out of that. And then as kind of a bonus, he also has his own podcast. There's the Dave Chang Show podcast where he just talks a lot about food culture. So again, we talked about it a little bit during uh, the Thanksgiving segment earlier. We're all big foodies here. And I definitely recommend anything by Dave Chang. He's very interesting. He's just got a different take. He's not pretentious at all. So he's not going to be using super fancy stuff. You know, he likes just good food like the rest of us. You know, fried chicken sandwiches, um, fried rice, stuff like that. So if you haven't had a chance, check out Ugly Delicious on Netflix and the Dave Chang Show podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing really too crazy. Um, if you want to you want to laugh this week, um, especially with all the, the craziness going on, um, definitely listen to this past uh, episode of uh, of the New Day uh, podcast. Uh, they had our, our Truth was their guest. Nice. Um, that, that, that's automatically going to be funny. And it's the it's the most like I can't even explain. You have to listen to it. It just our truth is what you see on TV is what you see in real life. Apparently, um, <laughs> that guy is uh he's uh he's unique. We'll say that much. Um, the answers he was giving them when they were asking them questions and not even answering the qu- the question the right way, and them just get just laughing. It's it's one of the best things you'll hear this week. Definitely. I can't I can't recommend it enough. The show's already funny with just them three, but just adding our truth to the fold is is uh just it's it's just gold. Yeah, definitely go back and listen to that if you wanna if you want a good laugh. Nice. All right, so that's your quarantine chill recommendations, and it's now time for random merch of the week. 
random merch of the week is where we scour the internet to find you guys some of the weirdest, wildest wrestling merch that's out there over the years. Um, there's just been so much different wrestling merch that's been produced, and we're still discovering new stuff every day that's uh, you know we didn't know existed and could you know possibly be the missing link in your connect in your collection to really tie it all together. So I'll go first for this week. So. Um, I, I kind of stumbled upon this uh, this week that there's this company called My Custom Sports Chair. They got the license to make WWE Adirondack chairs. So if you're not familiar with what Adirondack chair are, these are like the heavy duty wooden lawn chairs. Um, these things are built to last, you know, really high quality. They're all custom painted and you can even get your name on them. We'll post a link in the Patreon group on Facebook, but they got guys like John Cena, Edge, Ric Flair, The Fiend, Ultimate Warrior. I think Sheena posted the picture of the Ultimate Warrior chair on the Instagram feed. So these things are super high quality, but it's just totally random. You know, I don't know, uh, you know, who's, who, you know, somebody that's got a really nice patio or, or backyard deck that's looking to complete the final piece to it. Th- this could be what you're looking for. So definitely hit it up. Again, it's at My Custom Sports Chairs on Instagram, and we'll post the link on the Facebook page. Marco, did you get a chance to check out these chairs? Oh, yeah, no, they're pretty awesome. I like I I would definitely uh I would definitely be interested in buying a couple of those if uh if I had the if I had the funds to do so. Yeah, that, they, they did kind of they did kind of roll them out at a weird time of year, you know. For yeah, I guess if you're down south, then maybe it doesn't matter. But for us up here, and you know, on the East Coast and up north, you, I'm not looking to sit around the, the uh, on the front porch or in the backyard right now. But but pretty cool, you know. I'll definitely keep this in mind for the springtime once it starts warming up. Marco, do you have any random merch this week? Oh man, yeah, I, I definitely have a pretty, pretty weird one. Uh, so it's uh it's from the from the WWF era of things, and it's a um, it's actually a shootout tabletop hockey game. Oh um, yes, I I am very familiar with this piece. Have you seen this? Um, yeah, so it's, I have. So I found this on eBay. So it's actually sealed in box, hasn't been opened at all. Uh, so for only. Ten thousand dollars. You can you can own this piece of history. Um, so it's it's pretty legit. I mean, it's the actual. It's the actual. Yeah, it actually has a. So the superstars in it is a. It's a earthquake. Um, there's actually all pieces in it too. So you get earthquake, uh, ultimate warrior, Sergeant Slaughter, um, Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, obviously, um, Rick Martel, Macho Man, Mister Perfect. Um, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Tugboat, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Ted DiBiase as as tabletop hockey players. So, yeah, if you have ten thousand dollars to spare, that uh, that pocket change, you can buy a brand new in box. Well, it's not really brand new because it's old, but uh, I think it really got value. Now. I want to say it was like three years ago. I kind of stumbled upon that, and started doing some research on it, poking around, and I think somebody was going to sell me that sealed up in box for like six hundred. And even then, I was just like, as tempted as I was, I'm just like, what am I really going to do with this thing? You know, it's probably not. I remember those tabletop hockey games. They always looked really cool, but they weren't that much fun to play. And, uh, you know, it would just be a display piece. And I just really couldn't bring myself to spend that much for it. But it's pretty, you know, really cool piece. If you guys haven't had a chance, again, we'll post some uh, we'll post some pics and stuff on the uh, on the feed and on the Facebook group of this thing. That the, They put a lot of, of thought and detail into the figures. Um, I think Jake, the snake, I think his hockey stick was actually the snake and, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan had his two by four, just a lot of cool little details like that. The, yeah. the actual little men are, are really, really neat. Even though I don't think the, 
just an awesome display piece, you know? So I don't know who's going to spend 10,000 bucks for it sealed up. Cause you really want to take this thing out of the box, even though the packaging is beautiful. The artwork and stuff on it is awesome. It's just really, really awesome piece, but a little bit too rich for my blood to add to the collection. Oh yeah, definitely. The, the Hulk Hogan actually has like a weight, like, um, like a, like he's bench pressing almost, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, the, the pieces, if you can buy the pieces separately on eBay as well, they do actually have them separately and they're like 25 bucks. Um, I see someone buying, uh, you could buy three for like 25, like Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw, and and uh, Jake the Snake. So, I mean, it could be pricey. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a cool like centerpiece in like a, in a game room or something like that. Just to throw that out there and show people, which is pretty sick. And it's just a weird piece of merchandise that w, WWF back in the day, they just had some random like weird merch uh, that they would come out with. And this is definitely literally anything that you could tie the WWE name to and the characters with, they would have merch of it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, there was actually, that reminded me of something. It was a few years back. I can't, I mean, it was a while back. So this is like maybe 2017, 2016. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't like one of like the, you know, kind of main event guys in the, the Instagram wrestling community, but there was somebody that had made a custom foosball table that instead of like the normal foosball men they had modified hasbro figures to be like the the players on the foosball table and it kind of it, it always reminded me of that hockey uh table and stuff so but yeah the the hockey table is awesome really really cool piece if anybody still has that you know i'm envious of you i wish i would have picked that up there i don't remember seeing that as a kid so i think i don't think that thing has super wide distribution because i was all over anything wwe related as a kid but i never saw that thing until a few years ago Huh. Yeah. Did Did you remember seeing that as a as a kid, Marco? I don't think. No, I don't think I've ever. Uh, no, that. Yeah, I don't recall seeing that at all. No, yeah. definitely not. I don't. So it's definitely one of the more obscure pieces, and yeah, lot, really, really cool. All right, so we will now move to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where we give you guys a match or a show from years gone by to check out and uh, and enjoy. So Marco touched on this one a little bit earlier on his weekly purchases in the in the wrestling figure segment. Uh, Survivor Series 1990, the debut of The Undertaker. This is the Dream Team, Dusty Rhodes team, going against the Million Dollar Team, Ted DiBiase. So this was um, Dusty Rhodes... Coco Beware and the Heart Foundation going up against the Million Dollar Man, a mystery opponent, and Rhythm and Blues, the Hunky Tonk Man, and Greg Valentine. So obviously, uh, this match is most famous for The Undertaker's debut. Um, you know, it's the first time we'd seen him. We didn't know what to expect out of this mystery opponent for the or the mystery teammate for the Million Dollar Man. Undertaker came out, looked super intimidating, looked like a million bucks, and obviously it was the start of a legendary career. But what I really am most, what I remember most from this match is that Bret Hart and Ted DiBiase, you know, they had about a 10 minute match there at the end. It came down to yeah. those two as the last two guys for their match. And it was really one of the first times we saw the Hitman as a, uh, as a solo guy and him and uh, Ted just went at it. You know, Ted ended up getting the best out of him, but I think hit, uh, Bret showed a lot of people that night that he could really do it as a solo guy. And I think it was kind of, kind of planted the seeds for his, uh, his legendary singles run once the Hart Foundation went their separate ways. So that's my pick. I just wanted to tie it in with the, since Decade of Domination is starting to hit nationwide and we're in November, which is Survivor Series season. Mark, do you have any picks for this week? Yeah, no, definitely. That that was actually going to be my, uh, <laughs> that was going to be my, 
uh, retro recommendation because oh, I, awesome. I'm, I'm the theme person, so I usually, I usually do themes. And uh, yeah, just seeing that uh, that figure up close, um, it, was, it definitely brought back uh, some nostalgia feels of actually actually watching that pay-per-view uh, live when it happened and just being, the lack of a better term, just being in awe of uh, just seeing The Undertaker for the first time and just being like, what the hell is that? And it was like, just remembering like them selling uh, uh, Undertaker as he's walking down the yeah, aisle, just like, Friday look at the size look at this of this guy. Yeah. yeah, look at this guy. Look at the size of this man and all this stuff. And like, just like, that was like, we didn't know at that time, but we were witnessing a, uh, like a, a legendary figure that's, that's going to be like world renowned in the, uh, in, in, uh, in, the, in the wrestling world, not even the wrestling world, worldwide. I mean, Undertaker is a household name. If you could throw him up there with, with definitely with, with Hulk Hogan, obviously he wasn't out there doing the media rounds and all that type of stuff. But like Undertaker comes out, everyone knows who Undertaker is. Everyone knows where the gong is from. You hear that, you hear that theme music, people automatically know it's the Undertaker. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, the perfect pick for, for this week with the, uh, like you said, with the decade of domination hit stores right now. And the, uh, the OG undertaker, he was so scary, man. Like I remember oh, yeah. we went to a, uh, we went to a house show. It, so I lived in Millington, Tennessee, which is like a suburb of Memphis at the time. And I remember my dad and my dad, his younger brother and me, we went to a house show in Murfreesboro, Tennessee in like January of 91. So it's a couple months after undertaker debuted. And, uh, you know, we were lucky enough. My dad scored his front row seats. And I remember like every wrestler that came out, you know, the good guys, I'm reaching out for high fives. I got a high five tugboat. I got, you know, I got put in a headlock by the Bushwhackers that night and the heels. Yeah, I would, I would be jumping up, booing them. And I remember when the Undertaker came out, like I was glued to my seat. Like I was sitting as far back in my seat as could, I could. <laughs> I didn't want to make eye contact with this guy. I didn't want the Undertaker to know I existed because that's how scary this dude was to you know, <laughs> little kids back in the early 90s. So, you know, yeah, it all started at Survivor Series 90. I don't, I don't think anybody had any idea when Ted DiBiase was announcing, you know, who his mystery partner was going to be that it was going to set off arguably the most legendary career in uh, in wrestling history. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, the segment's been missing the last couple of weeks, but we're going to bring it back with a vengeance. We're going to kick off listener mail with the Q&A. All right, so the babyface made a run-in last week, so we didn't get to do our Halloween-inspired uh, Q&A, but we do have some awesome questions that we're going to go ahead and throw back since you guys did uh, put them in the mailbag. So this one comes in from Johnny JB. He says, if you could book your own Halloween Havoc main event using only horror movie characters, who would you pick, why, and who wins? Mark, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's horror movie characters let's see uh, i mean we already seen uh freddy versus jason yeah in a, in a movie so you, you gotta go with michael myers he's uh he's underutilized i think in, in those uh type of uh, uh crazy horror movies so i'm gonna go michael myers versus uh leatherface oh, let's do that wow, he's, a, he's bringing a knife to a chainsaw well, what fight are we doing a test yeah, match or what are we doing um Let's do a, uh, I don't even, uh, a, uh, a chainsaw and a pole match. Nice. Yeah. If, no, it's a chainsaw it, first. Should be, it should be an unmasked match. Whoever gets the mask off. Mask versus Ooh, mask. Mask versus mask. Uh, Ooh, that's good. That's actually gosh. a good idea. That would be a stipulation. Whoever yeah. gets the, whoever gets a chainsaw off the pole, um, they, that's the end of the match, but then you have to unmask that you person. You have to unmask the other person. Yeah. And if yeah. they don't want to unmask you, you use the chainsaw, obviously, to 
remove the mask for them, so because they're horror movie characters. Nice. Uh, but yeah, definitely those two because uh, like, like I said, they're underutilized. In, in those. I think I will. I think I will go with uh, Freddy versus um, Ghostface. They're both Wes Craven creations. Ooh, okay. You know, you got vintage Wes Craven versus new age Wes Craven. I think. Um, it, it could be kind a of a little bit more of a fast-paced match. Marco's be, got the powerhouses. Yeah, fast-paced yeah. match. The only thing I could see being an issue is that it, it could become a handicap match because you know Ghostface. He's really kind of like you know multiple multiple people. people. So uh, they they yeah. could turn in on Freddie. But the good thing about Freddie is right. it's like you know um, he he could knock you out and then kill you in your sleep. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like double whammy. True. So um, if I had to pick a winner. I gotta go with Freddy, man. Freddy, Freddy's a classic. He's one of the first, uh, you know, first slashers. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with my man Freddy because he can get you in the real world and in the dream world. All right. So Marco had the main event match with the heavyweights, uh, you know, Leatherface versus Michael Myers. Sheena's got the nice mid card match with Freddy versus Ghostface. <laughs> I'm going with the curtain jerker, a little cruiserweight action. We're gonna go Sam from Trick or Treat against Chucky. So, I, totally, oh, okay. I totally thought oh, of that yeah. match too. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna, and, and, I, and I think my guys are gonna steal the show. You know, I think they're gonna steal the show. We'll see what happens with oh, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know how it'll play out, but that that's my match. So. Yeah, I to- I had totally thought about that match. It's funny that you said that. All right. So next question comes in from Justin Summers. He said, "What are your current podcast setups as far as recording and editing process?" Or as, as well as recording and editing process for the show. So I'll take this one. Um, I kind of took the helm as, you know, kind of the the tech guy for the show um, once I came on board. <laughs> so uh, Zencaster is the platform we use. It's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. So uh, we like it. It's um, it's super easy. You know, I, I think it's, it's kind of like comparing Apple to like Android. You know, you sacrifice a little bit of the the specific control you kind of hand over to Zencaster, but they take care of everything for you. They do all the recording, they upload everything, they run all the post production processing, and they make it very easy. Um, it's easy to invite multiple people in if you want to do interviews and stuff like that, and you can even set up your own soundboard all through the platform. So, if you want a nice professional sound with the um, but with a lot of ease, use Zencaster. There's a few things that I, you know, I think we could be doing a little bit more with it if we use something like Audacity or Audition, but those require a, a level of skill that I really don't have the ability yeah. and the time to learn right now. Yeah. So I think Zencaster's it. It's It's been very helpful for us. It's pretty cost effective too. So um, I care. I re- we've been very happy with Zencaster since we came on board. And then for our setup, we're using a Samson Meteor mic. Uh, if you and if you guys noticed, uh, just to remind you guys, you know that it is still we're still kind of you know DIYers here. We accidentally messed up the settings. If you notice a little bit difference in the sound from the last few episodes for this, we messed with our settings and we we're actually recording using the laptop mic. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah. So that's why you know. So apologies for that for any of the uh, the sound snobs out there. But I think we got everything back squared away. But we're using the Samson Meteor mic or Meteor mic. Uh, what mic are you using, Marco? I have the uh, the Yeti, the uh, the blue blue Yeti mic. Yeah, nice. that's Primo. Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. I, I got one on a deal on uh, Amazon. I think it was like a 
they were doing like an Amazon deal day and I was like, oh, yeah, we thought that about up, saying but... one on like Black Friday, seeing if they had any deals. They were sold out like during the whole pandemic, d- pandemic. I don't know if everybody was like starting their own Twitch channels or like, you know, starting their own podcast, oh, yeah. whatever, but Blue Yeti <laughs> bikes were like out across the board, like for months and months and months. Like the whole time Seth was on deployment, I was like, I'm going to treat myself to a nice mic. And like they were sold out across the board. Oh, yeah. So yeah, but this little, this little Samsung mic is awesome. Like it's, it's super small, super compact. So if you do stuff like while you're like on the road or traveling, I mean, obviously not now, but um, it's good, you know, just it don't take up a lot of space. And to go in a little bit more detail, we have so we have two laptops set up side by side on our kids' little play table, and yeah. then we have it surrounded by their nugget, their little um, like play mats and stuff, or surrounded the table for a little bit of sound insulation. So it's definitely, you know, I, we'll take I, a picture and post it. Yeah, it, it comes off pretty good, you know. Uh, the, the sound quality has always been pretty, pretty premium for this podcast, but if you saw the setup, you know, you'd probably laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, so great question, Justin. This one comes in uh, from Jason Cook. He says, with the Legends line and um, and Legends, we're getting in the main line. What do you think the chances are of us getting another set of Road Warriors? And if so, what attires would you like to see? Seth, so, I'll pass this one to you first. Yeah, I think Mattel's really nailed the two main ones you need. We got the Road Warriors from NWA and the Black and Silver. And then we got the red and, red and black, black Legion of Doom, the brighter colors from the WWE run. The the one look that's missing. So there, well, I'd say there's two looks that's missing, but there's one I would much rather see. So um, we had LOD 2000 back when Animal was rocking like the biker shorts, and they had kind of chrome, and you know, kind of um, chrome accents on their their looks and stuff. But I would rather see SummerSlam '92 when they had the shiny gold shoulder pads and and the gold accents to the gear. That's the one I would want to see. If we we're gonna make another Road Warrior set, I want the gold. Uh, Legion of Doom from SummerSlam 92. How about you, Marco? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That was actually the one I was going to go with is the uh, the gold uh, spike shoulder pads. It's definitely a look that's missing from the uh, from the uh, from the line. Definitely, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, our next one comes in from our good buddy Mike Lanham. He says you can invite three famous people to dinner. Who do you invite and why? And they don't have to be wrestlers. So I'm going to give Marco this one first. Oh man, why are you going to go with me first on this one? Uh, Oh, I think definitely you have to go with Vince McMahon. I'm definitely inviting him to dinner because you definitely want to pick his brain. Um, Because that's, he's, I mean, he doesn't do a lot of interviews or anything like that. So um, definitely want to talk to him and see, try to, try to get his, uh, try to get his life, his life story. If I could in in that short amount of time. Um, I think after he passed away, we're going to get like a last dance style. Um, oh yeah, a documentary on him with the, like all the stuff from like just like forty years of yeah. uh, of wrestling. Well, no, I remember, uh, they're, they're working on that right now. Oh yeah, the Netflix thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 totally yeah. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the four. I think it's like a four part series. Uh, second person would probably be Tupac, uh, mainly because I hear a lot of there's if you listen to a lot of different interviews and a lot of people that are around him and a lot of uh, there's a lot of different stories about him stuff like that. Not not all like the violent bad ones but there's a lot of like different like humanitarian type stories and obviously he went to like uh school of arts and stuff like that and yeah he really um, wasn't a he did the gangster rap just as i want to say it was an act but like he wasn't a gangster growing up like you said he went to art school and stuff you know so i think he kind of just i think he did like the gangster rap thing just to kind of like you know give the perspective from like the streets you know so people wanted to hear yeah he was yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. He, yeah he he knew that and like like i said there's a lot of like different stories about how you take care of people and all that type of stuff so i think he'd be he'd be an inter- interesting uh figure to actually talk to and and learn from as well uh third person oh, let me think mm. 
Let's go with uh, let's go with let's go with Jeff Bezos, like the most richest man in the world. Nice. Um, <laughs> and just to just as like obviously just to see where he started from and like where he got the idea for obviously Amazon Hopefully and what it became now. Yeah, I mean, you, I think there's like this videos of him when he was younger, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Jeff Bezos, and this is Amazon." It's like his like garage and all stuff, and his some computer setup. So just like just talk to him, see how like how his like how his life was and how it is now, and how he's changed and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't even want to know. I don't even want to know that there's that kind of wealth out there. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> I don't even want to know what those type of people live like. Okay. <laughs> Pretend that like the mo- the richest people are are like just like a step above me, you know. They're not like you know in another freaking stratosphere. Yeah. Either either him or or Elon Musk would probably be. I'd yeah, probably swap like swap that out because that guy's interesting as well. Well, mine aren't as deep. I'd probably pick Stone Cold Steve Austin just because he seems like a down down to earth cool dude. You'd want to like kick back by a bonfire and like drink some beers with. Probably Zac Efron for eye candy. Um, of course. And- and last one, I feel like I need like Chris Farley there for like comedic value. You know, I need I need somebody to just That's like crack one. crack jokes. It's a weird combo. <laughs> <laughs> I did, that was just that, you know, it just came off the cuff. Who would you invite to dinner? I'd go Stone Cold for the same reasons you said, and then I'd go Bret Hart and probably Jr. and just chill out, have some steaks or something, and just drink beer and talk wrestling all night long. Well, yeah. I mean, I was trying to think outside the wrestling world because all we do is talk about wrestling. So I was trying yeah. to think of people. Why that... else would you? What else was there to talk about? Well, I mean... <laughs> he, he has a point there. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to talk when you're Zac Efron, okay? You just have That's to. True. You just have to, like, you know, just grease your body up and just walk around. Um, so this this one, last one comes in from um, our buddy Zach Hertzler. He said, "If you could change any moment in wrestling history, which moment would it be, and why?" So I'll keep it lighthearted. I'll avoid the, uh, you know, I, obviously I Owen Hart That's would what be I was the obvious say. one. So let's kind of DQ that one because that one's no fun. Um, I'm going to say Starcade 97. You know, I, I don't know. There's multiple stories, depending on if you talk to Sting or if you talk to Hogan or if you talk to Eric Bischoff on exactly what went wrong on that. But that was such a shoe in for just to be such a payoff, you know, for storyline. They executed that storyline so well from the start of the NWO to Sting kind of getting turned on by the fans and then becoming the vigilante up in the the Raptors for literally over a year. You know, they didn't rush it. They let it play out, and it was just at a true fever pitch. And then they just botched it by just making this molded up ending. All you had to do was have Sting come out, kick Hogan's ass, and win the belt. And so I think if I could go back and change any moment in wrestling history, it'd be that because I think we would I, I really think that Starkey 97 not going off how it was supposed to was kind of the beginning of the end for WCW. And I think that we would be in a lot better place as wrestling fans and just the wrestling industry as a whole. If WCW would have never went out of business and was still going strong today. So if I could change one moment, it would be star K 97's main event. What about you, Marco? Oh man. There's so many, that's actually a really good one. Um, I was going to say the Montreal screw job, but I'll go a little bit past that. And I'm probably going to go with, uh, the uh, WrestleMania match with uh, Booker T and Triple H, uh, Triple H mm. and probably have oh. Booker T win the title since they had that that whole the program of him like being kind of like the underdog and him not being good enough to be in the WWE and him not being a sports entertainer and all that stuff and obviously well, we won't go into the other stuff 
uh, that that uh, storyline was about. But uh, yeah, I think I think they kind of messed up not having him uh, win the title at that moment and have that like that WrestleMania moment for him. Um, if you see any interviews, he doesn't he thinks nothing of it. He you know he's just glad that he had the opportunity to perform at WrestleMania and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of people agree that he should have won the world title at that moment uh, just to put him over as a major star as well and probably kind of kill any type of uh, WCW invasion stuff that happened. Um, that would probably would have erased a lot of that stuff um, if he did win and it would have legitimized him even more as one of their bigger stars, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one of the ones I would go back and probably uh, rewrite. Well, I was going to say, I was think the Montreal screw job was a good choice, not because of, you know, just Brett getting screwed over, but it ties into kind of what Seth was talking about earlier, getting, getting a little deeper here. Um, I wonder if that would have even happened with Owen, if Brett would have still been in the WWF, you know what I mean? Like it would have yeah. just, he wouldn't have been doing all that freaking blue blazer stuff. And none of that would have even been a thing. So, you know, had the Montreal screw job not happened, um, you know, I mean, I believe everybody's got a day and everybody's, you know, going to meet their fate some way or another. But it makes you wonder if that hadn't happened, what would have been Owen's fate in the in the WWF? Yeah. But on a lighter note, if we could go um, in light of like the time of year, Halloween Havoc 92, we could have had like a Texas death match. I quit match. <laughs> But we got a coal miners glow on a pole match. Yeah, yeah so, great. Uh, that that that, that could have been um, a much better match than it actually was. So I would probably change that. Anything else? Or is that it, Sheen? Uh, that is all of our listener mail for for last week. All right, so that's it for this week on the Chick Foley Show. A little bit longer than normal because of all the ringside fest reveals, but. Thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you guys drop us that five star ski Dave Meltzer review on iTunes. It really does help to kind of push us up and and help people that may not already be following Sheena or Marco on social media discover the show and uh, become members of of the Foley fam. So Sheena, remind everybody one more time where they can find you guys at on social media. So you can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram, and you can follow the MVP Marco Denton at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. Remember, our Patreon is at chickfoleyshow.com. And Sheena will be posting on her IG stories on the daily, the details for to be able to contribute to the toy drive. So that's it for this week. Everybody enjoy full gear this weekend, and we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>